0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. I'm going to start things out tonight by going into the World of Homeland Security. The very scary, Orwellian, frightening world of Homeland Security. Uh, Wayne, you've got a story from Wired Magazine to share with us about what we might be expecting to see soon in our nearest airports, should we still be um, attending those airports? Because I think the, the worse the security gets there, the uh, the more intense it gets, the less and less people are even going to want to be setting foot in those places. Uh, you know, it, the, 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 the amount of people
1: that are flying these days versus pre-9-11 is proof. Yeah. That's absolutely the case. What's going on?
2: Well, Homeland Security sees lasers and heart sensors in the future of anti-terror screening. The cutting-edge folks at Homeland Security don't like screening lines... That have x ray machines any more than you do. That's because they seek x rays, uh, something a shoe salesman used to measure your foot size. X rays aren't what? sexy. Oh, that makes sense. They, they see, uh, see x rays as outdated technology, oh, basically. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh, so add some machine learning and you might get close to cool enough for these guys. So, of course, they want to spend more money on this stuff. Right. That's why the Advanced Research Project Agency wants to build a system that fuses information from remote eye, heart, breath, and brain sensors and laser radar to detect if you are a terrorist before letting you on that flight to Las Vegas. Mark, you might not have made it last week.
1: Uh, now, hold on. It, it What? It detects how much, I'm bre- how much I'm breathing, how quickly my heart's beating?
2: That's right. Persons involved in or planning to be involved in, a, in possible malicious or deceitful acts Will show various behavioral or physiological abnormalities. Though these signs can at times be detected by trained observers, they often go undetected and even when detected are not quantified in any measurable way.
0: Right. Now, they've had, uh, we know they've had like detection teams in the airports. They've been watching you, they've been, you know, observing via either direct observation or through cameras. They've been observing the people that are sitting there waiting for their flights or standing in line and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they have been looking for those telltale signs of nervousness or or whatever. But now they're saying that's not good enough. We need machines.
2: We need expensive machines.
0: Right now – are yeah. these machines, uh, are they able to detect your um, nervousness? I presume that's one of the things they're looking for. Uh, are they able to detect these subtleties from far away, or will everyone have to sort of you know put their fingers in a little lie detector hole or something and put their face up to some sort of a scanner? I mean, wh- how are they going to work? Is it going to that? Yeah, it says, let's see, it says, uh, so that it's flyers and Super Bowl goers,
2: DHS has seen the future of security. It's a world where you get to keep your shoes on through security if you think pure thoughts and breathe like a yogi, or at least pure enough thoughts to fly under the LIDAR, that is, until the LIDAR learns to get lower. So it, it looks like things can be done from afar, but there's probably some sort of area you'll have to walk through where that uh, the, the sensing devices are more intensified on you
0: as you walk through. That well, would be my what guess. What if you're getting ready... I don't know for something that might make you nervous besides setting a bomb. Maybe getting married or getting a d- big job interview. What if or, you? What if you're a little late for your flight and you sort of, uh, you know, hurried a bit? Yeah, you just broke up with your girlfriend. I guess you're going to get the rubber glove. Wow. Know. Or I mean, maybe just denied. Maybe if they think that you're too nervous, you can't get on the flight. Yeah.
2: Well, they'll probably sp- so I'll pull you aside and question you. But uh, it, it just goes to show you
1: how paranoid they. Seem to be getting they're and, watching you boy and, we, and when, when you take somebody who is nervous for whatever reason and start asking them questions i, I can't imagine that's going to go
0: well every single time
2: oh yeah yeah it's a little scary you're
0: terrorist. so is there more information are they starting tests on this in any airports yet or are they just talking about it
2: they're talking about it and uh, obviously there's uh, various groups they're getting input from uh different companies contractors who might be able to make this happen as quickly as possible and they're so intent on bringing this this on that uh, they're currently so, uh, soliciting information even from outside groups because they want to show up as quickly as possible. Got it. Is that it? Is there any more? Uh, that's about it. It, it. And it's again
0: it's on blog.wired.com. So they're going to be having uh, some eye eye measurement. What was it? Brain measurement. Uh, there was breathing and heart breathing, breathing and rate. heart rate and lidar, which is laser radar. Now, what the hell does
2: that have to do with that? See, if you're speeding? Uh, I would think it probably uh, would measure the perspiration on your skin. Huh. Possibly, because uh, maybe it, uh, when it bounces off your skin, it can
0: measure the perspiration. Man, it's just, this is creepy stuff to me. Yeah. Does this freak you out a little bit? 800-259-9231.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I, call it my uh, sheeple gene, but I <laughs> like the idea of being able to keep my shoes on. I mean, if they they put this weird, crazy uh, Wizard of Oz gizmo out there that uh, you know is going to scan me for whatever reason, mm. and I don't have to take my shoes off and I don't have to uh, get my laptop inspected and all that other stuff. Now, I've never seen a government program actually replace a, an existing government program. What is like more likely Seems that they'll keep it all? They'll just they'll keep add it all. this little weird yeah. radiating device wah, 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 out there um, to. Uh, accentuate the the already monotonous crap that they have going.
2: Right. I I think they're trying to quantify different uh, uh, attributes of somebody who's up to something, and that, that can not necessarily be a bad thing, depending on how intrusive they are with it. If it's less intrusive, then maybe
0: they can get more people to fly again. Maybe so, but if it uh, results in everybody who's a little bit nervous getting pulled to the side and questioned, then that could have some negative consequences as well. I mean, Sure. I mean, people are going to get freaked out. Uh, I mean, when's the first person go- when this technology comes on board, and somebody who's really upset or nervous or whatever um, gets pulled aside for secondary screening, when's the first heart attack going to occur? When's the first person going to actually die as a result of all this security at the airports? That's what I want to know. And will we actually find out about it? There are are also a lot of people who don't fly very often or have never flown who may be nervous just because they're nervous about flying, period. Sure, and I don't know what to expect. Let's go to the phones, to the fun, talk to Mark in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Sorry, hang up. He's gone. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. So new technologies coming to the airports pretty soon. Now, I remember last year there was a story out of Russia that said they were testing lie detector. Technology in their airports, where right, you had to stick your hand in this some kind of gizmo, right? If you wanted to get your ticket or whatever, everybody who was going through um, this certain line had to get their uh, themselves uh, take this lie detector test, and uh, you know I think it measured similar things. Yeah. You know the lie detector measures certain things about your pulse, and you know it, you, they ask you basic questions as far as they ask you questions that you can't really lie about, like your name and things like that, and they, they establish the baseline, and then they ask you the more uh, difficult questions. Maybe this, since we're sort of speculating on what these devices are like...
2: Yeah. A lot of ex- there's a lot of experimentation going on with different technologies to see what might be more reliable, but it would be a lot simpler and less expensive just not to tick people off around the world and be better neighbors to the rest of the world, and then we wouldn't have to worry about this, right? Well,
0: that is the real solution, right, Wayne? Sure. I mean, that's uh, that's the foreign policy solution that, of course, Ron Paul is uh, so good about advocating that if it weren't for this insane foreign policy of, uh, of killing people and bombing people and destroying people around the world, then we wouldn't have this terrorism problem. That's right. And you know something? Even if you were to change, uh, we were to
2: become good neighbors overnight, let's just say Ron Paul becomes president there's still going to be some people who are, are, are might still be bent on, on doing that. So there has to be some sort of, I think, transition period where you kind of make peace with the world again and people realize we're no threat, and then the threat subsides over time. But it's not going to subside overnight, and I think we have to be aware of that too.
0: That's true. I mean, there's always going to be the chance that there's crazy people out there Yeah. and uh, always going to be the chance that somebody's going to do something, but I don't really think it's worth you know, making, uh, giving me inconvenience at the airport over it and possibly subjecting me to some sort of interrogation and, and uh, you know, treating me as though I'm a criminal when I've done nothing whatsoever wrong. I shouldn't have to prove my innocence. Let's not forget that, uh, you know, I just read an article a couple of days ago here on the air that uh,
1: said that 90 percent. Um, the, at the Denver airport, they the, the red team, was that what they called themselves, Ian? The, yeah. the The TSA's red team that tests the TSA on whether how effective they are, the TSA missed 90% of the uh, bombs, guns, and knives that the red team tried to sneak in. 90%. So, uh, you, you know,
0: what we've got here is just a bunch of crap, right? And what happens yeah. when you have a terrorist that totally believes in what it is that he's doing, and he's just cool as, you know... He's just as cool as yeah. anything else. Send
1: two terrorists. Statistically, you'll get through.
0: That's a good point. All right. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything, the toll-free number for you, 800 9231, SACL CAI, toll free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. And it's in here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. Archives. An entire year's worth of the show. Front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Go and grab them up at freetalklive.com. And Freetalk Live is brought to you. By the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As we go to the phones, to the fun, it's Steve in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve.
3: Hi, how are you? Great. What's on your mind? Um, Look, I I just picked up a little bit of the previous story. Was that a caller calling in about uh, the technology, uh, new airport technology?
0: No, this is a Wired magazine uh blog uh blog entry.
3: Okay. I, yeah, I just was looking it up, I couldn't find it. But um you know, my gut reaction when I hear these sorts of stories is uh is another psychological operation to engender fear in a population that's already very afraid.
1: Scared of what? Um, Terrorists or scared of the government? Doesn't matter. Okay.
3: Doesn't matter. Engender fear and the and the reaction to fear is uh to do nothing to be a deer in headlights.
4: Mm -hmm. I mean,
3: we're we're getting it from every angle. And when I hear these stories about how, A, we've got terrorists knocking down our door, which is absolutely ludicrous beyond belief, Um, and now we've got the story about Pakistan and Bin Laden well-rested to rain terror on the U.S. again, which is also a story that's beyond belief, and then we hear about technology, which is going to measure, measure our perspiration, which is ridiculous these are these are stories these are well placed stories to create additional fear in the population
0: um, I think you're right about that and and this is sort of it's all part of this progressing. Concept of getting people just more and more complacent and and more and more used to this sort of treatment by the government. So each new step down the path towards totalitarianism will seem, you know, it's oh, it's just another step, no big deal. We won't do anything about it because we've already come this far. Let's go a little bit further, right?
3: Well, oh, I agree. That's an excellent point, actually, and that's what Guantánamo is all about. You know, let's uh, let's um, let's condition the sheeple to to that that torture and putting somebody in. With putting goggles on somebody and and ear and ear pads and whatever else they did to that gentleman that sat in solitary confinement for two years and basically went crazy, let's condition the people that this sort of treatment is okay. So when we go to the next level of horrible treatment, they will have already be conditioned towards it. And so, you know, what I recommend is what I do, and I just turn the whole thing off. And when I hear these stories, they're they're immediate flags. Um, so rather than taking in what the story is actually talking about. I'm thinking about the backstory, which is, this is another story just to create fear.
2: Well, you know, you're or right. Be- you're right. And I think that when you, when you look at the media that way, you start to look at the media in terms of, how are they trying to steer the, the, the masses today? And how can I go the other way and avoid that, that uh, thinking or, or that fear? Correct.
3: Yeah, I mean, I never watch a story, and I do turn on the mainstream media. Again, and alternative media is absolutely no better anymore. It's all controlled, whether it's controlled opposition or not. Right. Um, we've got controlled assets everywhere you turn, so.
0: When you say you the, really op- do... when you say the, uh, the alternative media is controlled, what do you mean by that?
3: Oh, oh, um, well, most of mostly, the, most of the, nonprofit groups out there that I've dealt with are, are controlled. Either A, they put inept people at the top. Who, who couldn't get their mission done, if, no matter how much money they gave them, they throttle them, them with cash. They give them cash and then direct them to do projects which are not projects which will be effective. Um, there's a whole number of controls. I mean, I'll just, you know, you, uh, does your audience know that Bill Moyers of PBS is a CFR member?
1: What is I CFR?
3: For, you know, does anybody Council know that? Relations? Right. I mean, here's a guy who positions himself on public broadcasting system is a as an instrument of the left, and he's also counsel for relations.
0: Well, bro. now does, does PBS count as alternative media? That's a government mouthpiece. Right. So, yeah. you know, uh, what about Free Talk Live, the show you're listening to right now? How are we controlled?
3: I, I couldn't say. I'll be I'd honest. I'd say we fall I've into the run. incompetent category. <laughs> incompetent. Well, because well, I'm not getting a during... check
0: from the, you know, I'm not getting a check from the Illuminati or the CFR or anything like that. So I'm not really yeah, sure. Where exactly. am I
3: supposed to send my check after the call?
0: Uh, amp.freetalklive.com
1: will give you all kinds of information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll
3: just leave it blank for you guys.
2: about well, that. Well, you know, there's a lot of things in the media that perpetuate the right versus left false paradigm. And I think that's that's one key uh, at looking and uh, determining whether or not this is something that's propaganda or or it's real. Because mo- most of the people telling the truth are really not buying into either side. Steve, any other thoughts yeah, for us? Yeah, I,
3: I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we got them everywhere. we got uh, left versus right. we got uh, terrorists or non-terrorists. You're against us. So you're not. Acts of evil. Um, it's, uh, you're for the war. You're against the war. You're for the troops. You're against troops.
0: Legal immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
3: Right. They, the Jews did it. White power. You name it. they, they got to segment it every which way you can segment us, yep. just as long as we never actually ever figure anything out and decide to work together.
0: That's a good point. Steve, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I'm not sure if the alternative media is controlled. I don't really know what that means. It sounds a little conspiratorial to me. Depends on how you define the alternative media, I suppose. Yeah, I wouldn't define anything on PBS as alternative. No. That's straight from the horse's mouth, as far as I'm concerned. I can uh, verify 100% we're not controlled by anybody but you. <laughs> 800-259-9231. All right, so let's go a little bit lighter here talk about nudity. I know, we've been talking about it a lot recently on uh, this it's show. It's summertime. People it, are getting naked. Well, it's in the news again. Now, this one from right across the river here in uh, uh, this area of uh, the northeast, Brattleboro, Vermont. A Vermont town that's gaining national attention for brash displays of nudity. This is a Reuters story. From teens in the buff to naked elderly people. Awoke on Wednesday to an emergency ban on nakedness in most public places. Emergency ban? Emergency! Put your clothes uh, on right <laughs> away. We're going to arrest you. Yeah, society is going to crumble if people don't keep their clothes on, apparently. Officials... But they were they were naked all last summer. And yeah, and everything was okay. somehow we made it. And I uh, missed it. Again, officials in Brattleboro voted three to two on Tuesday night for it's a a landslide temporary 30-day ordinance prohibiting people from going about in the nude. Public nudity made headlines last summer when the weather grew hot and a couple dozen teens took to holding hula hoop contests, riding bikes and parading past stores wearing only their birthday suits. Oh, man. The disrobing has resumed this summer. But many locals say, it's gone too far. Some cite a case in which a senior citizen from Arizona strolled through the center of town wearing only a waist pack and sandals. Oh, my, what's the world coming to? The human body is evil, right? That's that's really isn't it silly, Wayne? I mean,
2: yeah, it we're, is.
0: We're all born with the same parts, and, and we we'll, leave with the same parts. Hopefully, if we're right. lucky. Uh, well, you, you leave some behind. It's just it's just absolutely points. baffling to me, and it really must have to do more with more than anything else with the Puritan uh, sort of origination and the the uh, back uh, the backstory of this country. You know, it surprises me though in, in Brattleboro, which is so so leftist and so ex ish that they would actually, there would be anybody there who would be that pur- puritanical. I guess the pur- uh, Puritans are everywhere. Many locals say it's gone too far. Assistant town manager, bureaucrat Barbara Sondag said, we've received quite a number of complaints on this. This was brought up last summer and kind of died down. Then a couple incidents because the people who don't care won't complain. This summer uh-huh. have gotten the issue to resurface. Vermont has a live and let live tradition allowing skinny dipping and nude sunbathing Brattleboro the first permanent English settlement in the state in 1724, is home to a community of writers, artists, and musicians, as well as transplanted entrepreneurs from Boston and New York. We'll give you a little bit more about their nudity ban coming up in moments, and take your calls about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site for free, including the wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you totally free. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. wiki.freetalklive.com.
1: The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org.
0: I really would like to hear from somebody that takes offense to the idea of of a person walking naked uh, through the center of their town. Because that's what we're talking about right now. Brattleboro, Vermont, very nearby here uh, to Keene, New Hampshire, just across the river. They have banned. There's a 30 day ordinance, a temporary 30 day ordinance prohibiting people from going about in town in the nude. Uh, This is a result of, I guess, a a handful of Puritans in town who complained about the fact that some teenagers had decided to hula hoop in the nude and one old person had decided to walk down the street uh, with nothing but sandals on. So I I don't really understand this mentality. I'd like for someone who believes this way, who thinks this way, to explain it to me at 800 259 9231. I can't say i'm not uh not offended i'm so,
1: going to be somewhat offended if i see someone walking through town naked i just think that it's a problem that will take care of itself i don't think we need legislation in any way shape or form well apparent,
0: what do you when you say the problem
1: will take care of itself what do you mean i think people will laugh at the naked person they but, will jeer them they will uh you know not let them come into their business that that person will be effectively and quickly ostracized
0: but that hasn't happened in Brattleboro because most of the people in they, Brattleboro are pretty reasonable and they understand that nudity is no big deal. There's just a handful of uh, uppity individuals. There's a handful of people that, oh, I'm offended. This is nudity. This shouldn't be happening around. This is America it's supposed to be a nude free country. You know, I don't know what the hell the mentality is, but uh, it, it doesn't make sense. And apparently, this I bet is you something the naked that's been people are okay. not going in businesses. Maybe not. I don't know. I bet you they're not, because business owners will not put up with
1: that crap. They're just strolling around. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they're doing, and you know. Maybe they'll set up free nudity zones
0: where you can go and be nude, and then if the people don't like it, they don't have to go there. Right well Mark the uh, bro- the problem hasn't been solved if you think it's a problem which I don't think it's a problem the, you know the people had were still walking around nude right that hasn't stopped in Brattleboro. okay and now they've passed an ordinance against it so it'll stop now I don't think it'll stop completely but I think that uh, you
1: know largely it was a problem with teenagers um, now then, uh, we, they had one guy who was, uh, naked dancing in the park, um, which they decided was, uh, lewd gestures, and they charged that guy. <laughs> and then they had, uh, you know, a naked, uh, old person. Meh. You know, a, more offensive than, uh, a naked teenage girl walking around, I'd say, but what, what are you gonna do? Big deal.
0: What happens if, uh, you know, since we've seen so many cases over the years of people and uh, photos of teenagers, like, for instance, teenagers who might be in a relationship taking pictures of themselves um, naked, that sort of thing. I'm not even necessarily meaning it involving sex, but we've certainly seen people being charged with child pornography charges for just having nude photos of their uh, you know, respective significant others if they're under a certain age. When What happens when you have a sixteen year old girl walking down the street naked? Is that like child porn in real life or something by i mean, is there a is there some sort of child porn charge against that or is I don't think it's porn until uh, somebody takes a picture of her? <laughs> yeah, yeah I wonder about that well, then it's public too somebody yeah, I, I'm sure somebody would eventually post those pictures on the net. Although skinny dipping and nude sunbathing will stay legal in the state of Vermont, doing the full Monty in the middle of this town, Brattleboro has now become taboo. A violation can cost $100. The topic is hotly debated at Harold & Sons Barbershop, where Heather Birmingham, who's 30, cuts and colors hair. She says nudity does rub some people the wrong way. Some people say to each his own, but some of the older people say be respectful. Well, what's disrespectful about just enjoying a little bit of nude time? I don't understand how that's disrespectful. Just because somebody doesn't like it, that's their problem. It shouldn't be your problem. They'll get used to it, Ian. She disagrees with the ban. She says the whole town is about peace and about being your own person. So if it is, then why isn't nudity accepted? Caleb Morris, who's 15, says he wasn't surprised by the town's tough response because outsiders could find the nudity offensive. But he added that Vermont has always been unique, saying it's a lot more free-spirited than some other states. We don't have a lot of laws banning things here. The ban covers nudity in the main part of town, near schools and churches, and is part of a broader anti-nudity proposal that's likely to be decided next month. Um, So we'll clue you in if this insanity continues over in Brattleboro. Now, that's just Brattleboro. I, I, from what I can tell, the rest of Vermont, you can be naked in. and so I understand it. Most of it, yes. yes. You can be naked outside of the center of town in
2: Brattleboro. Mm-hmm. So A lot of it's rural in Vermont, though, so you can be naked in your own property. Nobody would even see you.
0: No one would know. Sure. So I, I still want to hear from somebody that's offended by this idea, the, the idea of being nude in public. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 I doubt we'll get it. We never. I don't think we've ever had uh, somebody call in to uh, explain why that's offensive to them. Mm. I don't think it's ever happened. Remember, in the 70s, we had streaking, where where kids, mostly young
2: people, would just run out naked and then disappear, and just to shock people. Now,
0: streaking's just funny. Right. Now, if if people weren't shocked by it, then maybe they would stop, right? Because isn't that what they're looking for? They're looking for the reaction. That's right. So, if people weren't so damned uppity about it, then they wouldn't get any reactions out of it. People would laugh or chuckle or wave, and... It'd be no big deal. I'd wave. Let's go to the phones. Do the fun. Uh, talk to Chet in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chet. Oh, uh, hey, guys. What's up? What's on your hey. mind?
5: Uh, well, first off, I just want to say I, I just love your show, and there's a donation coming from me. Yes, you say that every that time t-shirt. you call
0: the show, Chet. Now, what's on your mind?
5: Mm-hmm. Uh Well, I, I just, I think it's uh awesome that people are walking around naked. Like, I fully support it. It's uh, like another thing of freedom. Like, I, I'd walk around naked if... I wasn't afraid of getting arrested or anything. And I'd, I'd love to see other people walking around naked. You know what I mean?
0: Very good. I, I'm and like just I'm naked
5: you. all the time. You know, like boobs, pussies, penis. Hey, now, oh! you can't say that on
0: the radio. 800-259-9231. The <laughs> Sekel CAI told Why didn't we freelance. see that coming? I don't know. I think he was talking about cats or something like that. <laughs> anyway. Cats are generally naked. Let's go to Dave in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave.
4: I I'm not... Uh, I didn't call in for, for this... Uh, um conversation you're having right now that's was, okay dave was, it's
0: free talk live you can call about whatever you want what's on your mind dave i
4: was just going to say something about that uh caller you had before there it sounded like he was uh real paranoid about everything and uh um i can assure him that uh he's 400 times more likely to be killed in a car accident than he is by a terrorist
0: yeah, I don't think he was, I don't think the caller earlier was scared of terrorism. I think he was pointing out that all of these uh, these terrorist security measures that they're putting in in airports and around the country in New York City and Chicago, that sort of thing, is designed to just simply strike fear into the population. I don't think he was saying that he himself was scared.
4: Yeah, basically, though, they're, they're you know, they're cutting their own throat because... Uh... You know, people, uh, a lot of people are just going to go. Well, I ain't even, you know, I ain't going to mess with it. You know, I ain't going to fly no more. Yep, I that's, mean, that's exactly what right. I did.
1: It, yeah, it, it comes you into know, my and, thought process too. When for, I think about per, flying, I'm, I, I don't want to simply because of the TSA and uh, the bureaucrats that are going to bother me. Yeah, yeah my, I mean,
4: if they start doing it on buses, and you know, I, I won't ride buses. I mean, you know. Uh, eventually it's going to hit him in the pocketbook.
2: Yeah, it's great for the economy. You know, my wife and I were talking about maybe having my son fly down and see his, his aunt and uncle and grandparents. And uh, and then we thought, you know, I don't think so. I, I well, don't... that's not good for the economy. You no, it's, it's not. Great. No, I was being facetious. Oh, um, okay. But it's not good for the economy, and... and Personally, there's a few flights that I haven't bought just because I didn't feel like going through that, and and I don't want my son to fly down there alone uh, and have to go through all that security rigmarole. Dave, thank you for
0: the call. We appreciate hearing from you. As far as uh, hitting him in the pocketbook, yeah, that would work if it were the companies that were doing this. But they're not. It's the government that's doing it. It's the government that's imposing all these rules on the companies. So when they hit the companies in the pocketbook, all you're going to see is a bailout later on down the line when the companies go to the federal government and say, our revenues are down. And then the feds go, okay, it's okay. We'll just give you some taxpayer dollars to keep you afloat. And then if, if that continues to happen and for some reason they don't subsidize the airlines like they have done in the past, it's likely they will, but if they don't, then we'll see something really scary happen, that'll be nationalization of the airline industries. Like can you imagine Russia. that? Like in China. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's going to be expensive.
0: Which, actually, China's recently opened up air travel to private uh, to private industry. So they're moving in the right direction, while we, we could potentially be moving in the wrong direction. 800-259-9231 is the Sekel's CAI toll-free line for you. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the Cycle CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by going and shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. Lots of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise available to you. And uh, they're high-quality stuff as well, so check it out dot store.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and to the fun, let's talk to Eric in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Eric.
5: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: Great. What's on your mind, Eric? Uh,
5: So you guys were talking about the airline industry. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just caught the tail end of that because I just logged on. Um, I don't know. Did you guys talk about uh, Europe's Open Skies Agreement? What's that mean? Oh, uh, well, a lot of the EU countries have just signed in a new thing open skies it's basically a liberalization of all the air routes now so europe european air prices have like skyrocketed downwards and there's a huge uh, boom of low cost airlines now throughout oh. all of europe so europe actually has a greater like airplane uh, industry liberalization than america does
0: would you now what exactly is this open skies thing I, i'm sorry what does it result in
1: yeah
5: well it, because you know historically Routes, um, you know, there's restrictions on it. So, you know, if it's Germany to Italy, uh, government regulations would make it so that only a German or an Italian plane would come. Like, uh, for example, if I was to fly from Vancouver to, I don't know, Miami or somewhere like that, you'll notice that there's only either Canadian or American airlines that fly there. Like, why is that? Surely there must be another airline that might offer it. It's because the government puts a lot of regulations on... Which planes can fly from where
0: and I whatnot?
5: So Europe got away with a lot of those rules.
0: So you would say this is uh, deregulation then, basically?
5: Oh yeah, you? that's that's it's what it completely is, and uh, it's working out really well for. Excellent,
0: Europe. that's good to know. Did you have anything else to share?
5: Um. Oh. Um. What do you think? Maybe. How would private airports? Do you think that might be an option then? Because I heard you guys were talking about. Absolutely. All regulation
0: um, as I understand it, I mentioned this earlier this week there 's a great John Stossel special called john Stossel goes to washington i don 't know if you can get it online anywhere, but it 's worth looking for. Uh, where he really he found uh, some of the airports in this country are privately run. I don't know if they're privately owned. I don't think they are, but they're at least privately run and they're run a lot better. They expand um, based on demand. For instance, when there are new airlines that come out and they want to service a certain airport, there's a lot of politics that goes on, and of course the government's really slow and awful at everything it does, so it doesn't necessarily expand according to what the market's looking for. Whereas the the airports run by private people, uh, by private organizations, they happily add new wings to the airport and they do it at a a much lower cost than government does and you know the air traffic control operations are much more uh up to date instead of using vacuum tube technology which they're still using in in many air uh, air traffic control rooms so yeah there's all kinds of reasons to uh to get the government the hell out of running airports and thanks for the call eric appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 let's go to the amp line brian in colorado you're on free talk live hey guys hey what's on your mind
6: yeah, it was uh, Bob Poole of the Reason Foundation who um, uh, brought that up, that, that uh, the air traffic controllers are still looking at uh, machines run by tubes. And, and still to this day, I think. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's a big advocate of that. Um, I, had a, I had a comment on, uh, last week, you were talking about the top ten uh, rules for self-esteem.
0: Yeah, Mark brought that story in. I thought it was pretty good.
6: Yeah, it was pretty good. So one of them was, Uh, always saying positive things, because if you say negative things, you know, you tend to be negative. But if you always look for something that's positive, you know, you tend to take on that uh, positive, uh, uh, you know, uh, personality as well.
0: Yes, you are what you say in that particular instance.
6: Well, one thing that that I did a few years ago uh, with my company is institute this, uh, the thing we call brainstorming rules. (laughs) And uh, what I saw is that, you know, we're consultants, and so uh, We've got some uh, really smart people who want to solve problems, but sometimes we need to get together and uh, talk about those. Well, smart people also tend to be, you know, pretty opinionated, and uh, they want to stick to their opinion. So uh, we we got these brainstorming sessions, and someone would bring up something, and someone else would say, nah, that'll never work, that's stupid. Mm. And then, you know, uh, oh, that'll never work. So even though it you know, probably is, you know, a lot, of, a lot of ideas are stupid.
1: Sure, but brainstorming, but, but, uh, you know, necessarily is going to have – Ten, uh, you know, nine dumb ideas for every one good one
0: you get. But if you say something like that, then that might uh, sort of act as an act of disencouragement mm-hmm. against that person from coming up with another idea because you just right. want to get shot down, right?
6: Exactly. And, and it totally discourages the, the, the newer people, the younger people, from, you know, bringing up anything. And they, they, you know, have the best ideas sometimes because they haven't had the problems, you know, they haven't been mired in the problems. And so brainstorming rules uh, means that when someone brings up an idea, any idea, uh if you want to say something bad about it you have to say three sincerely good things about it mm. so only then can you can you say that it, it it's a stupid idea and it it's amazing what happens then because people come up you know they really hate it <laughs> and they want to say how how it sucks but you know forcing them to say three good <laughs> things about it uh, three real good things about it. You know, not like, well, your idea has seven words, and that's a lucky number. You know, oh. no, that's not a good thing about it. I see. You have, you have to say some really good things, and, and that also encourages new ideas to come out. And so, you know, people tend to just throw out stupid ideas, which a lot of times tend to be the ones that are that are the best.
2: Or they're catalysts for other ideas. You know, I used to do a lot of improv theater, and this is very similar. And one thing, one of the rules in improv theater is you don't deny. So if you're doing a scene with somebody, and, and it's two guys that say, and he says, says hey mom where's dinner you don't say i'm not your mom you say oh uh it's in the it's in the closet but watch out for the alligator right so you just flow with it (laughs) yeah you're always adding things on and that's that's the rule of creativity is is you don't want to get into the denial thing sometimes a bad idea can be
0: a catalyst for somebody else's good idea excellent point i like that brian thank you for sharing with us any other thoughts
6: oh yeah i uh, yesterday i um uh, I bought a uh, one and a half terabyte drive from Amazon. dot com.
0: Holy jeez, that could not have been uh, cheap.
6: <laughs> Actually, you'd be surprised. It was uh, eight hundred bucks or something.
0: Wow. That's and and it, I'm
6: going to split it in half and use it as a as a fault tolerant RAID drive for all the backup stuff. So I'm only going to get seven hundred fifty gigabytes out of it. What? Only.
0: <laughs> Don't bother, Mark. <laughs> Don't bother trying to understand. Um, <laughs> this is geek talk. Mike. Yeah, that's really cool, though, because uh, basically he's referencing our Amazon uh, link, which is amazon.freetalklive.com. And, and I, I have the ability to go in and actually look at what people are buying, but it doesn't show who buys what. I can just see just a total list of what everyone's bought. And it's really interesting to see the different things that people are... They really they really are going in and buying all kinds of different stuff through uh, through that link, and that's great because we get a cut of the purchase. Electronics, uh, we get a lesser cut because there's... It's just not as much of a margin with electronics, but nonetheless, I mean, we're we're gonna take it, not gonna leave that money on the table. I didn't realize they sold really high end computer stuff like that. That's good to know.
6: Well, it, it, they don't sell it. I think it's JNR, you know, out of New York, but uh, you know, they they have it on their pages, and I assume that 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 cut gets to you just like anything else on Amazon. They they took a gift certificate that I had, so you know, I, I assume that everything else is Amazonish.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, Amazon partners up with a lot of retailers, and they offer their products through their site. And as I understand it, we get paid on all of those retailers as well. So I think it's uh, it's good to go. Brian, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I like those ideas about, you know, if you don't like the idea, come up with a couple. Or a three's got to be hard. It's got to be hard, too, it right? It have to be mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> that if there's an awful idea, coming up with three good things to say about it. Challenging, nonetheless. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to, I believe it is Brendan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Brendan.
5: Hi. um, Great show, by the way. Um, I wanted to call in uh, to ask about uh, what you guys thought about animal rights and uh, how you would look at it through a libertarian view.
0: That's an excellent question. In fact, Mark, don't you have an email in regards to uh, vegetarianism or something you, you, like that? You must, you must be precognition. We were actually going to talk about that tonight. Does <laughs> does the email tie in with all the animal rights Absolutely. things? Absolutely. You know what? I, I want to address that in hour number two. Uh, Brendan, great. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. We will get to it here shortly. It's not something we can start really in the next minute and a half. Let's go to uh, Don in Kansas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Don.
7: Hello, Uh Ian and Mark, um, I want to call and talk Wayne, about uh, Wayne's racism. Wayne's here, too. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Oh, um, I want to talk about racism in a free market. Sure. Um, I just don't really understand how this process will work. I'm a young 23-year-old black male that has worked since I was 13, and I go to, and deal with racism every day at work, so I don't understand how in a free market I mean, it, like it will work because <laughs> then we'll be allowing people to do whatever they want to do without – basically, any consequences, because... Oh, there'll be all I kinds of consequences.
1: For, um, now, do you work... Is your boss a racist, or are the people at work racists?
7: I'm both, but I have done... <laughs> I've come a long way in uh, helping them understand and get them uh, out the whole uh, stereotypes of black people in general. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's become a lot better, but I still face it every single day with, you know, questions about... Uh, Urban communities, everything is based off of what they see on TV, and it's like they don't have uh, the dealings with uh, black people.
0: Re- yeah, real-life oh. black people, exactly. It's a, it's a great issue, and I'd like to hold you through the news if we can. Don, can we do that? Okay. All right, hang on. 800-259-9231. Serious issue. Uh, we got two of them coming up, race and animal rights. We'll get them both, hour number two. We'll take your calls as well about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. Ed Wayne. And Mark. That number, again, is 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features for free, so enjoy those on us. FreeTalkLive.com. We're going to bring back Dawn in Kansas uh, Don, you're back on Free Talk Live. Thank, uh, thank you for hanging through that news break. I know it's uh, it's always a long one. Now you That's brought up a pretty important issue uh, before we went to the break, and uh, we didn't have enough time to address it. I wanted to hold you over so we could really dig into this one because it's important. Right. Um, it's the idea of uh, the free market and racism. You know, how would the two interact? How would things be different? Um, and uh, I think we also need to talk about what things are like today because you started talking, telling us that you live in Kansas, and Kansas City, uh, sir. Work oh, in
7: Kansas, me. actually, but I, I live in Kansas City.
0: Oh, I'm sorry about that. Okay, so you uh, you're working, you work in Kansas, but live in Kansas City. Correct. Okay, and you were saying that at the place that you work, you deal with racism on a daily basis.
7: On a daily, yes, sir.
0: Because you've got uh, you've got coworkers who, as, as you put it, they don't really get around black people very often, with the exception of when they see you at work. And so they, they have some misconceptions, some preconceptions about what all black people are like, which is just a silly thing to think that all all of uh, one group of people are the same. Uh, but that's reality. And that's what you're dealing with, correct? Correct. Can you give me an example of how that manifests itself at your job?
7: Um, well, just the whole uh, chicken thing. Don, you like watermelon or you, you you like grape soda? All the misconceptions that people believe that only black people do. You're the only person that likes fried chicken. Um, I'd like
0: to say I have a watermelon in my fridge as we speak. And I am a big fan of fried chicken. It,
7: exactly. And that's what I try to say. It's not just black people that like chicken. I believe everyone likes chicken. Um, but here's a quick story. Uh, one guy would work, I was I came out and blatantly told him like, You're a racist, I don't want to deal with you and he said, Don, I'm not a racist. He said, You know, every time I use the N word is when I want to disrespect my wife or I stuck my toe on the edge of a table. I said, So you don't say the F word, you don't say the S word, you just say the N word. That's said, unusual. That don't make any sense to me. Exactly. Well, and I was looking dumbfounded because I said, You can't believe you can't see your prejudice, your racist I mean, look at yourself. You're actually proving my point, and yet he still could not see it.
2: Where did he learn that from? Maybe his father did it or something.
7: Um, absolutely. A lot of these gentlemen that I work with, you know, come from – families that are, you know, uh, closed-minded individuals, I should say.
1: Now, sure, that's I'm not so from. sure that somebody who drops the, the, the N-bomb when they hurt themselves or um, just as an expletive, instead of using the F-word or some other um, term like that, I'm not
0: sure that that's exactly racist. It might be inappropriate. I think it certainly belies a, uh, a racist mindset. I, I, think I don't you think, you think have it to... necessarily does. Right. I
7: mean, you're using this in a negative term, and then you can't understand the reason why I would feel offended if you use this word around me. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you're using it in a negative manner all the time, you don't – this is not a, something that you use with your friends. This is only the word that you use to demean people, and I'm supposed to be comfortable with you saying
1: it. I'm not supposed saying you're supposed to be comfortable. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to be offended. I am saying that it's not – necessarily racist racist okay. is a belief about uh, people a group of people so dropping the n-bomb when you s- stub your toe
0: although well, offensive. i think a white guy that is frequently utters that term is probably going to be a racist i think that's a fair uh, fair jump to make i don't think it is or maybe he's but, just but, but, but i don't want
1: to argue semantics yeah. about the n-word either right. i just wanted to say that uh, i just don't think that that's necessarily okay. what a racist is
7: so, okay, so uh, another point that I would like to quickly make is that when I listen to this show, I've only been listening since May, and you guys have done a lot to help me understand the whole free market. I think I am coming aboard with this. Great. Um, but, um, you know, I, I've heard you, in say that you should be ostracized if you say live in a community, and I am the minority. And whatever happens to me, I should, you know, I deserve it because you are, are the minority in this group. And I kind of put that into the same uh, aspect of while I'm at work. I am the minority, and I can't run away from every situation. Number one, this is my food. And number two, it's not going to help them understand me any better. Right. So I feel like it's my job, my duty, not only to come to work and perform, but to show them that you know there is more to us than you know these preconceived notions that they have about us in the first
0: place. Sure, and that's very noble. And I'd, I'd like to, uh, to say, I don't know if – I don't know if you quite understood what I've said correctly. I didn't say that minorities should be ostracized. I just said that um, ostracism should be the only way that people should be able to you know deal with situations as far as you know instead of arresting someone uh, that hasn't harmed anyone else, if someone's doing something you don't like, it doesn't have to be minority or majority I mean it could be, you could ostracize the majority if you wanted to. Um, if someone's doing something you personally don't like or, and for whatever reason you don't want to deal with that person, then you shouldn't be forced. To deal with them, that's my issue. I'm I'm not for I'm not for forced separation, nor am I for forced integration. I don't think force should be uh, should be utilized at all. I think the market should organize itself in whatever way it decides is best, and that that depends on all these millions and trillions of individual decisions being uh, made at any any given moment. Now you're concerned, um, as I understand it, with you know what would happen. Would racists have more power in – is this a question you're asking yourself? Would racists have more power in a free market society?
7: I do not perceive that in in the free market that it would basically do nothing more but segregate the country even more. I mean we would not be able to live or work together because, as you just said, that you don't believe that there should be any force, which I agree 100 percent. But I don't see how this will work coincides where communities can't exist together what if I need to go to the other side of the town and because it's on the other side of the town I have to go through a place that I'm not welcome so whatever happens to me it seems like you're saying that it's acceptable because I should not have to I shouldn't go that way or I should go around or and I don't feel like it should be that way I should be able to go anywhere I want
0: to go well, it's except if there's country. private property, see. Now, in a free marketplace, everything is private property. There is no more co- government-owned property that you have a right to be on. Um, since everything is private property, then it's all up to the whims of the private property owners as to who they allow in and who they don't. Now, you know, look at your local grocery stores and that sort of thing. They want everybody to come in there, and they want everyone to shop with them, and they're going to give everybody good service because they understand that if they if they exclude a certain segment of the population, then the, that population is going to go to their competition who will allow them to shop there. And similarly, roads and that sort of thing will also be privately owned, and road owners won't want to throw away that potential revenue or those advertising dollars by preventing people from utilizing their uh, their roads. But if an individual owns a certain piece of property, you certainly don't have the ability to cross over it if that person doesn't want you to. And uh, nor should you be forcing uh, yourself upon their property right. either. It may not even be about what race.
7: You're, what you're saying, forcing yourself, why would I be forcing myself if I need to drive to get somewhere else where maybe I will be accepted? I mean, I don't understand how you can say you can uh, privatize roads if – when roads get you to destinations where you might have to travel through towns or places where you might not be welcome. I mean, when I go to Louisiana, there are certain places I do not want to stop at. There are certain places that I – hope to God that I don't break down in.
1: Right. So the laws aren't working there. Is that what you're saying, Don? Is that the laws are not working there?
7: I I believe the laws are not working at all. I mean, there's a whole good old boy mentality, but I do not want to feel uncomfortable. I mean, do you
1: understand what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. And I think that that's really the I think that's really the issue is that most people don't go places that they're not welcome anyway.
2: I'm a white Yankee from New England. I'm a Yankee, and if I got pulled over in Louisiana, I'd, I'd worry too. Well, you're white-ish. <laughs> white-ish you I guess.
1: Wouldn't,
7: yeah, you would be as worried as I would be worried. Absolutely yeah, true. But
2: you know something? Uh, 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 racism is, is a moral issue, and so if you try to legislate morality, what happens is is that certain people who might ordinarily not be – Inclined to be racist, might be resentful that they're being legislated or or the thought police are out on certain issues. And I think. Sir, I'm
7: not trying to legislate anything. I'm asking a simple question of how this will work in a free market so that I can have a better understanding of how this whole free market thing works. I'm I'm still in the understanding process of how this works. I agree with a lot of things that you guys are saying, but this is one of my. Things that I'm like, I don't just
0: see how this will work. Sure, and and it's tough to you know it's tough to just sort of let it go, right? Because that's basically what you have to do. You can't really just worry about all these potential scenarios where you know some racist might get in charge of a road somewhere and stop allowing Chinamen on you know on the road. I mean, it's it's very unlikely that something like that would happen in a free market because of economic pressures. Because those people will want as many people driving on their roads as they possibly can have. So the billboards are worth more money that they can sell to people, and that. Sort of thing. I don't think that you should get mired down in those concerns because what really concerns me, as far as racism is concerned, and, and if you'll hold through, Don, we'll keep, we'll bring you back 800-259-9231, because I'm not done talking about this, and I want to really delve into institutionalized racism, government-approved and government-sponsored racism. Because you know, it's one thing to say, "Oh no, a racist might get in charge of a road somewhere." It's another thing to say, "What happens if the racists are in control of government?" I believe that's what we have today, and I'll explain why. And more the dangerous. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh and new to announce about the show. Get on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. That is updates.freetalklive.com. And do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a business, there's a one-in-three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit in the next year. That lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they're experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's KeepYourAssets.net. Talking about racism in our current world and also in the theoretical world of the free market. Let's go back to Don in Kansas. Uh, you, I think you described yourself as a 23-year-old, was it, blackmail? living in, uh, in in the Kansas City area? Yes. And uh, you're kind of getting into this whole free market paradigm. You're liking what you're hearing, but you're concerned about, you know, what about the racist element? And I think it's important to point out, as we've done before on this show, that the free market isn't utopia. The free market isn't paradise. There are going to be problems, inevitably. But um, I think that there's a big difference between this, you know, the sort of scary concept of, oh, no, what if a racist is running a business or, you know, owns a road and wants to keep black people off or Chinese people off or whatever, um, versus... My question that I asked before we went to break, and that was, well, what happens when the racists get in charge of government? I mean, you know, which would you like? Because what we have today is this situation where government is in control of so much of our lives in so many different areas that when the good old boy network that you mentioned earlier, these, you know, rednecks, for lack of a better term, get in charge of the state, they pass all kinds of uh, racist in, in many ways, the legislation that's racist is very subtle about it. It doesn't yeah. come right out and say, you know, right. we need to, to enslave more black people. But right. it's very subtle, like regulations that, for instance, um, there was a great example. And if you haven't read Mary Ruart's Healing Our World yet, highly recommend it. Um, go to Ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T.com. She has her 90s edition of the book there uh, for free. And she's got an updated edition that she, that she sells. But there's a great story in that book about a 15-year-old black girl who was uh who decided that she was going to you know um, start her own business and and make a little bit of money on the side and provide a service that was in in high demand in the area that she lived in and that was african style hair braiding Uh, the ladies that lived in the area couldn't go to any uh, haircutting places and get this done because it just wasn't offered. And so this young girl, very entrepreneurial spirit, decided she was going to start braiding hair in this particular style at her home, or or her mother's home, presumably. And uh, so people started coming in. She started getting business. She was doing pretty well for herself for being 15 and all that. And, of course, as word spread about her business, A newspaper journalist found out about it. And you know how journalists, they like to do these human interest stories. Oh, look, isn't that cute? This little girl's running her own business. You know, those sorts of stories. And so after the newspaper story came out, then the bureaucrats got wind of it. And guess what happened? She wasn't certified. She didn't have her license. Well, of course, guess what happens when you, the whole licensing process was really interesting because she actually looked into, well, what would it take to get my license? Because she really wanted to provide this African hair braiding service. And it turns out you need a thousand hours or whatever, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of training, which they train you on nails and hair and all kinds of different things, but none of the training includes African hair braiding. And, of course, then she also didn't have a business license or any of that stuff. And so, you know, there's all kinds of these rules and regulations that really effectively oppress poor people. And I'm not just it's not just necessarily blacks, but obviously it affects more blacks than it does uh, whites and, and Hispanics as well and that sort of thing. And poor whites are, are affected, too. But it's, it's even worse when you've got the good old boy network that's in power and they can selectively decide who to enforce their laws on and who not to enforce their laws on. So it seems to me that what we have today is an absolutely awful situation and that the free marketplace could only could only improve that would there still be racism of course there would i mean hmm. getting rid of racism is is a huge challenge but letting people um organize themselves on a voluntary basis seems to me to be the best solution to uh to that problem i wish that tomorrow morning we'd all wake up and be mul- mulattoes i really do i wish i think that would go a long way towards getting rid of racism but um it seeing as that's not going right, to happen
7: but but in in your uh in the free market, you would have arbitrators. So what's the difference between having arbitrators that would be racist and biased in their opinions in the way that they may rule? Because, and, you know, I might not agree with the first arbitrator, Nat. You've said before in past episodes that when well, you just go to another one, another one. What if what if they all are not, I mean, just hypothetically speaking, they're not, you know, they're all on the same page and I'm not in agreement with them.
2: It's a good
0: question. But I have to
7: agree with something because this is the way that – they operate well remember so arbitrators be... in a
0: marketplace only stay in business by giving reasonable arbitrations sure. I mean, reasonable results people that will want to use the arbitrators that are the most fair and most reasonable um, if you live in an area where all of the arbitrators are responding to the uh, consumer demand that says we want you to be racist and hand down racist uh, decisions you know if theoretically there could be an area like that like for instance if a bunch of white separatists all move together to the same you know little town down in Wyoming or something like that, yeah, you might have a tough time getting fair arbitration in that place, but what the hell are you doing living in White Town? You know, I mean, right, really. But
7: in your market will be free market, so this... Obviously, this would have to happen over a period of time, the free market. So, what if I was already there? And then we become into the free market society. I'm not just going to up and leave because they decided that they were going to collectively get together and now all of a sudden they were going to make their own rules about it. So, that would be the reason why I would. That's an example of why I would be there.
2: Why wouldn't I, you leave?
7: Why would I leave? I've been here. Okay, I was well, here Before now, this, this started. So, now here, here again, that takes me back to the majority rules.
1: Now I, I get what you're I get what you're saying, but currently, if that were to happen somewhere in America, it would still stink to live there. Do you understand? Right, because like, then they're in charge uh, of the government. You might be right. able to call in the feds and uh, be able to pull off some kind of uh, you know uh, Mississippi burning kind of thing, where you force yourself into the schools or something like that. But who the hell wants that? Right. I mean, Why I would you wouldn't wanna...
7: want to force the government to do anything. I think that I, that's I understand, that's...
1: but I'm just saying that our current system is no better in that in that um, scenario where um, you know racist white town has been created. If a bunch of racist, bigoted white people all move into your area where you live, and you're effectively the only wh- black guy or um, black family or one of very few in the
0: area, your life is going to stink. Anyway, it's the same complaint we get from the immigration people, the anti immigrant people. Oh, they're coming, the immigrants are coming in here. I'm living in a place where there's 99% Mexicans and uh, I'm the only white person here. And they feel like that's a bad thing and they're scared or whatever. Well, you know what? You- Go away. Move somewhere where you feel more comfortable. And and I, I think it's a great point, Mark, that you know in in the current situation, if there's a bunch of racist white people living in a certain area, inevitably they're the, they're going to run for office. They're going to win elections. They're going to appoint their buddies to the city council or the judge judgeship positions. And and then you're really. I thought screwed. you didn't believe in government. Huh?
7: I thought you didn't believe in government. You just stated government official jobs. Oh, do
0: I believe in government? No, I believe there. Believe
7: in any government, so that would these things would not be in place, correct?
0: No, I was talking about what we have today. That's what we have today. So, I mean, if there if there are these racists that all move together to the same place, and you're the only black guy in town, then you're going to have a tough time, whether or not it's a free market or a government, because they're going to be in charge of the state then, and then you know, then they've got they've got political power, which again, it's 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 bad as it is today. It would be better in a free market, but it wouldn't be perfect. It's my best
2: answer. And you're also talking about the tyranny of the majority. And if, if you do have individual rights as opposed to collective rights, you have more recourse and you have more protection from those types of people.
0: Right. Move to a place where there are, you know, white people like me around that if I find out that there's a racist business in town, I'll actively boycott those businesses and send my business to the competition. Don, hope you keep listening and hope we hear from you again. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Eric wants to comment on the whole racism thing. We'll take your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want toll-free. At 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. Live streams there. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well. Two sizes to fit virtually any internet connection, and they're both completely free at freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL, like Free Talk Live, uh, to save 10%. That's code FTL at LegalZoom.com. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Eric in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Eric.
7: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Great. What's on your mind?
7: Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, um, what Don was talking about, like with racist road owners
8: and that sort of thing. Yes. Um, I think, you know, if you think about it, like if someone um, who's a racist owns a road and, you know, a on the road as well, and um, as a business, I'm not going to want my business to be on a road that only, you know, white people can get to because that effectively cuts off, You know, 20-30% of my...
0: Customers. That's a good point. So yeah. you're saying that uh, if there was a racist road owner, he'd be pressured by the businesses on the road to allow anybody on the road simply because they want as much business to come through their doors as possible. So in that, the only way a real ra- a racist road owner could really have any power is if every single business on his road was also racist. In which case, again, why the hell do you want to go on that road or to those businesses? Not to mention that um, some people may be racist, but being a racist and
1: then applying it to your business are two totally different things. Um, I mean, you know, when when you say I'm not going to let black people on my uh, road. You're not just the average racist who thinks that black people eat fried chicken and watermelon more than uh, or, you know, they're dumber or whatever, whatever it is that normal racists think. You're a tried and true dyed in the wool racist. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's not that many. People running
0: around like that. there aren't that many people that are willing to sacrifice income income um, for their racism. Right. Because not only are you not going to get the business from
1: every black person um, and and likely if you don't like black people, you don't like Hispanics, you don't like uh,
0: Asians, you don't like Jews. You're also not going to get my business either.
1: Right. You're going to cut out all those quote unquote minorities. When you add them all up, those people are probably somewhere near the majority. Um, But, you know, you're not going to get any of their business and you're not going to get the business from any any white person who has you know scruples about this issue i'm not gonna i'm not gonna frequent your business Mm -hmm.
2: i'm not gonna ever go to their business and you know i I wanted to tell don when he was on that if it were me in his position at work i would just do the best possible job i could and then i'd find somebody else who appreciated me more and i'd I'd wait to watch them say oh we're sorry you're leaving why are you leaving Mm. and and because there's plenty of other employers out there i know there are who would appreciate him absolutely and he and you have to realize that that you have to take your business elsewhere or your skills elsewhere sometimes when you're not appreciated or you're being mistreated. You can't uh, play into the cycle of abuse because it happens to many people even if they're not uh, a minority.
0: Eric, any other thoughts?
3: Um, well, I, you know, I just wanted to point out, you know, you
6: know,
7: a lot of people accuse you know, businesses of being greedy and you know, just sort of you know, goes to show how you know the actual greed in a free market would sort of negate the racism because. Mm-hmm. They need business
0: in order. Well said. We're losing your cell phone, and thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Puke in New Hampshire on the Amplifier Line. Hey, Puke. Hey, Puke. Good evening. What's on your mind?
9: Oh, we just since we were on the uh, topic of race. I thought I'd comment on something I saw on a national news program the other day. Um, They had an article, or it was like a TV segment, um, where they were talking about there are white people moving into Harlem in New York. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it was so bizarre that this was a national news program that was talking about how white people are moving into what has predominantly been a a black uh, part of New York. And, and, I mean, they even had, like, um, comments from some natives there that were saying that Harlem was losing its culture and stuff because white people were moving <laughs> in. And I just thought it was very bizarre because if they had run the same article or segment and it, and it had been black people moving into a white town – there would have been this huge uproar, more than likely. Oh, yeah. And and so I just, I just thought that was very bizarre. I just wanted to see what you guys' comments on that might be or not.
2: It's retaliation, really, you know, because, uh, you know, black people have, have felt that. And I think that what happens is, is that we get into this victim versus aggressor cycle in society, and, and that's, that's the other side of that. When you say victim versus aggressor, what what do you mean? Well, I think that when you have government um, institutionalized racism, you have government trying to enforce morality on people, you know, some people resent it, and then they retaliate. Absolutely.
1: That that much is true.
9: That's what I'm seeing is it's just like, you know, you, you shouldn't make a big point of any sort of people moving in anywhere or doing anything because it's still a form of racism no matter what color their skin are. Yeah. You know, just because they're white doesn't mean that it's not racist to say something about them, right?
0: Good point, Puk. Thank- I just
9: wanted to bring that up. So.
0: Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. We still have to address the animal rights thing. We haven't touched on that mm-hmm. yet, and we will get to it. But first, Josh in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Josh. How are you doing? Great. What's up? How
8: are you? Not too much. Um, I just want to change the topic here a little bit. Sure thing. Uh, Go I was for listening it. to the archive from uh, the 16th, and you had Paul on from Maryland, and he was talking about um, Social Security numbers and uh, how they give you a contractual obligation to income tax.
0: Yes, allegedly, um, though, of course, very few people right. actually contract for their Social Security number. It's done by their parents, which is, of course, not, not a valid contract.
8: Right. I've never had a Social Security number. Um, never, ever? My parents never signed me up for one. Wow. Nope, never.
0: What smart? Do, do you, how do you get? How do you get jobs? Are you working under the table or what?
8: I work for myself. I um, my whole, all of us work for ourselves. I've had jobs in the past and I've worked under the table.
0: When you say and, all of us, um, you mean brothers and sisters of yours?
8: Yeah, yeah, my family basically. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's we all work for ourselves, so um, it's it's not too tough to to get along. Uh, I have, I have, we have some problems like um, my brothers and I are having uh, in like bank accounts. Um. Troubles with uh, licenses, things like that. Um,
0: I imagine so. Do you have a so bank account?
8: Me? No, I don't have a bank account right now.
0: Have you um, ever?
8: No, I I I had one for about a week. <laughs> what happened? I knew the I knew the guy who signed the guy the guy signed me up for it. Um, I knew the manager of the bank, and it was all cool, and you know he, everything was go- went through just fine. Um, and the bank president came along, and he saw this discrepancy in the paperwork, and he got infuriated, told the tellers not to do any business with me, yeah. and um, they canceled my account, and uh, two weeks later gave me a check for the money I had deposited.
2: That's too bad. Wouldn't yeah, give it
8: really is. Well, they cited some law, the Bank Secrecy Act, and um, they said that it does require a Social Security number. And what the law says, it says, um, you know, the, the uh, financial institution must request the, bank, uh, the applicant's Social Security or Tax ID number if, any, I've never had one, so it doesn't apply to me.
2: Right, interesting. You know?
8: They're, but they're I, afraid, I, what,
2: though. They're afraid of the feds coming down on them for that stuff. Absolutely, uh,
8: yeah. It, they're terrified. They're just good little slaves. It's,
0: well, you know, I have uh, – my parents applied uh, for a number for me, so I don't have any issue. It doesn't seem to me – I'm not contracting with the government by using that number. So when I go to a, a bank and I sign up for that for their service, you know, I'm not contracting with the government. I'm contracting with the bank, and they just are asking for this silly, silly little number that I have. And right. uh, you know sometimes when uh, if a government form that I'm filling out asks for the social security number, I might accidentally remember it incorrectly. You know, it's, it's just to the best of my knowledge, I just I don't use it very often, so I might transpose a few numbers on accident, that sort of thing. Uh, so I don't take the thing very seriously, but uh, but it is something I have, and I don't really feel as though there's any purpose in going through a process to remove it or to or to get rid of it or anything like that. I don't pay social security. Uh, I don't uh, not interested in paying income taxes either, and so. I I just don't. So uh, well, you can still have a number. That, and, uh, go ahead. honor
8: thing that, um, uh, you know, uh, the guy from D.C. talks about as well. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, if you don't acknowledge it, um, you're basically in dishonor.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. Now, wait, where did you? Who was talking about that?
8: Um. Uh, you know, uh, I I forgot his name. The guy from from Canada. Ah, you know, think free,
0: uh, Robert Menard. Think free. Right, right, Robert Menard. Of course, yeah. Yeah, there's and, some interesting um, information about that. And basically, as uh, what he's putting out there, and I don't know if you've ever commented on this, Wayne, but the idea is that when the government sends something to you, they're only used to you doing certain things. They'll tell you, like if you get a ticket, for instance, they'll tell you there are certain things you can do. And uh, and thank you for the call, Josh. We we appreciate hearing from you. Some of those things are um, ignore it, like you're ignoring the ticket. Then there's also challenging the ticket, and then there's also paying the ticket. But what Robert Menard is pointing out is that there's a fourth option, and that is discussion. We'll talk about that coming up. And I I don't know if you've heard of this before, Wayne, but I presume you might have. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything, the toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com, place to go. You like the site? You like the show? Help support us. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier by going to amp.freetalklive.com and getting signed up for as little as three bucks a month. It's totally voluntary. We give you everything on our website for free. So it's above and beyond all that. It's a great way to support the program because that money doesn't go to paychecks. It gets turned right around into promoting Free Talk Live to buying advertisements in Talker's Magazine, uh, sending us to industry conventions to smooth it up with the industry bigwigs and a variety of other things. There's a long list of uh, the ways that we're spending the money there at amp.freetalklive.com. The fact is, it's working. Um, hopefully, we'll be announcing uh, a new affiliate soon. I've got my fingers crossed. I don't think I should hint at it, but it may be real close to home, Mark, our affiliate. Mm, I don't you know, know anything about this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the details you all... Just, in you said, yeah, like it's okay. Amp.freetalklive.com. All right. So uh, I was talking about this discussion, the idea of when the government... Let's just look at traffic tickets, for instance. When the government gives you this traffic ticket, the police officer will tell you, "Well, you can do, you know, you can either challenge this or you can pay it." And uh, you also know that you can ignore it, and then you know what will happen. Yeah, that's very, that. real bad news. But there's three, you know, they're basically most people are familiar with those three options. They ignore the ticket, it's not going to go away. Uh, you can challenge the ticket in court. Eh, maybe you'll win, maybe you won't. And of course, you never really win. You're still losing your time going and challenging the ticket and then there's uh then there's the paying it which of course is the easy way to make it go away but robert menard at thinkfree.ca and a number of other uh, people that have really been researching the law and looking into the s- the system they suggest that there is a fourth unspoken option a fourth secret option if you will and that is one of discussion and as i understand it um basically whenever the government contacts you and you know demands something of you they're asking you. They're not doing it so explicitly. I mean, they're going to use words like you must and blah, 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 things like that to make you think that you have obligations to them. When, in fact, in, under a common law jurisdiction, which is what we all live underneath, it was what the government was, was formed under. The, the Constitution was written under common law, mm-hmm. right? And so, under a common law jurisdiction with every man created equal, you have to contract with somebody before you can be obligated to them. And so when the government says you must do this and you must register this and you must, you know, et cetera, et cetera, well, where was the obligation created that says that I must do those things? And so that's basically what you're doing with this, the idea of discussion. You're, you're basically saying there's this concept of honor and dishonor. And stop because I'm kind of new at this, Wayne. I think you might have a little more experience. But there's this concept of honor and dishonor where if you ignore the, the missive the government sends you, you are in a state of dishonor. Because that's just how the whole thing works, with honor and dishonor. Whereas if you respond to them and you, you don't challenge it, you don't take it into conflict, you take it to the discussion phase. So before conflict, there's a discussion uh, possibility. Most people just pass right by it because they don't know it's there. They're they're only told what the government tells them, and they believe everything they're told. So. Basically, what you what you want to do is say, you know, I I, I accept your notice, um, and we'll be happy to pay this fine upon, you know, proof of claim upon you proving to me your claim that I owe you this money, or you're proving to me uh, your claim that I must register my vehicle with you, or you're proving that blah 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 and so on. Is that where I'm coming from? Is that? Yes. Are you familiar makes, with it this?
2: Makes, yes. It, it, what you're doing is you're trying to establish jurisdiction as well as any kind of contractual obligation. And they they want to trick you into thinking that you have that contractual obligation, or that they have jurisdiction. And and there are those who are very good at challenging that and actually coming out uh, the winner.
0: Because if you don't challenge it, and and again, challenges in the right, challenging the jurisdiction, I guess is the right word. If if you don't state. That you want to discuss, if you don't state that you intend on staying in honor, that you don't want to dishonor them, that you know you respect the the requests that they're making, but you just want to see some documentation that shows that you became obligated to them in some way, then you're in this, this discussion phase that apparently not most Americans don't even know exists, and that's when the government then has to stay in honor. If they want to stay in honor, then they have to come back and respond to you and say, okay, well, here's the contract you signed that said that you were going to do this, which they can't do because there is no contract like that. And so, therefore, they're usually just going to let the matter drop. Oh gosh, he's one of them. He knows his rights. He knows about freedom. We're just going to just go away. We don't want you. We don't want anyone else seeing you in this courtroom. That sort of thing. And it's just a fascinating process to learn about. Um, and the, and the more you learn, the the better you'll wrap your mind around this idea that. You know, we didn't contract with these people. They want you to think that you did. I'm not sure this is exactly a foolproof method we're talking here. There's That's never it's never foolproof when you're dealing with violent people, Mark. You may, when you're confu- with- you may confuse the crap out of uh,
1: some bureaucrats, maybe, but I'm not so sure that it, it seems highly unlikely to me that um, every bureaucrat that you're going to be dealing with from. Uh, Police
0: on up are going to know about these. No, it's not every bureaucrat. No, judges will know. Judges will know about it. Um, Attorneys probably will know about it as well. But the people in the the law club... They know about it. The functionaries, the bureaucrats, not so much. But you can bet that if they send you some sort of a written notice saying you must do so-and-so, and then you send back notice saying, I, I've accepted your notice and will be happy to provide you with this you know, property tax money upon proof of claim that whatever, or uh, with this traffic ticket upon proof of claim, then the, bureaucrat's gonna, the bureaucrat, the sort of low-level bureaucrat that gets it back is going to say, what the hell is this? They've never gotten one of these things before, mm-hmm. so then they take it up the line to their uh, to their administrator, and they hand it to them and say, how do I handle this? And then you know something else will happen at that point. It'll be out of their hands before you know it. So they want you to think that there are no other options. They want you to think that the options they present you with are the only choices, but that's just not the case. There's this whole discussion phase that I find absolutely fascinating, but the thing is, if you... If you don't dissent, if you don't stand up and say, I am a sovereign, I don't want to be part of your your little slave system, if you don't do any of that, then you are a part of their system. If you ignore them or if you challenge them, then you're playing into their hands. You're playing by their rules at that point. You've granted them jurisdiction, right? Yes, essentially. And you don't want to do that because if you are indeed created equal, then you have to consent to all of their rules. And by going into courtroom and and uh, going into a courtroom for instance and standing up when your name is called and just doing what whatever it is that you think the process should be, you're granting them jurisdiction. Whereas if you go in and and you say things like there's all kinds of theories out there, right? And only some of it is tested. But you know they, you, there are some people that suggest that you should go in and say you're here to administrate that account. When they call your name in the courtroom, you stand up and say, I'm here on that matter. I'm here to administrate that matter. And then you go into this discussion phase where you're asking them for the proof of claim that, indeed, these obligations were somehow created. So they respect these processes if you know how to use them. Well, some respect them. Some do. Some are violent individuals will throw you in a cage. But if you're facing being thrown in a cage anyway, then why not go for this approach?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's worthy, but you really have to do your homework if you're going to take this this uh, attack. You really have to uh, study up and make sure that you know what you're doing. Otherwise, you could end up in big trouble.
1: Right. This is not a. Uh, this certainly wouldn't be a trick for the uh, ill-informed, and I would consider myself to be ill-informed on this. Subject. I would consider too.
0: I would consider myself to be ill-informed as well. But if I were to get into one of these situations where I'm dealing with government making demands on me, I would absolutely give it a shot because you know what have you got to lose really especially if it's something lightweight like a traffic ticket or something like that i was on a a website today that they were selling their information but you know it wasn't a, it wasn't at an outrageous cost as many of these so-called patriot sites they'll charge you hundreds of dollars for their secret info these guys only wanted like 75 bucks and they had a money back guarantee that said you use our system you'll get out of your traffic ticket and it it it, it, it consisted of sending some sort of a um some sort of a notice to the judge or to the prosecutor claiming certain things, and if they don't respond to it, then they're in default. And then you go in there and the judge basically is just supposed to kick you out of the courtroom because he doesn't want to air this in the courtroom in front of other people. And it, it ties into uh, to our friend Mark Stevens over at AdventuresInLegalLand.com. He sort of addresses the idea of you know consenting to their jurisdiction and asking really, damning questions right there in court in front of everybody else of the judge, boxing him into a corner with certain questions he has to answer yes to in order to look like he's giving you a fair trial. And then you ask him the real doozies, and he doesn't know how to respond to it without making himself look bad.
2: Yeah, and he he doesn't want the the proceeding to be on the public record, so he'll usually just let you go so he doesn't have to say those things.
0: There uh, There's some interesting things on the thinkfree.ca website. Uh, The Robert Menard there has been engaged in... uh, some sort of a discussion with the actual Law Society of Canada. The I guess that's sort of like the equivalent of... Uh, they, I'm sure they have the Law Society in the United States, but it's yeah. like the club that all these guys right. are a member American
2: of. American Bar Association.
0: They're very upset with him uh, for going around spreading these ideas. And oh, they're, they're trying to do things to him, but he keeps... you know, he. He keeps responding to them and, and staying staying in honor with them to where they he's not conflicting. He's not uh, entering into conflict. And it's just a fascinating process that uh, that I, I look forward to learning more about. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it during the break, this whole uh, capitalized name thing is very interesting. You know, the question is, why do government bureaucracies uh, always use capitalized letters when referencing your name? What's the reason for that? And communicating with you. Don't they have computers like we do, where they can, you know, type letter little letters too? In fact, you can see them use that in letters where they're using little uh, little letters and uh, uppercases. But for some reason, your name's all in caps. Why? Hour three's coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. As we roll into hour number three of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. All the features are totally free. So do enjoy those on us. Freetalklive.com. Now then, we had a call come in in hour number one of the show. but It was at the very end of the hour, and it was a pretty important question that I didn't want to address in a minute's time. So I said, hang on. Off, we'll get to the question. In fact, Mark, you had an email that would have tied in perfectly with it. So, let's launch into that right now.
1: Yeah, and um, it was only an hour ago. So, here we go. <laughs> this is uh from Metal Giant and it's uh regarding eating animals and libertarian principles and how they fit together. It's written somewhat written somewhat facetiously. Okay. It says, um, I've come to the realization now that I wish to reject my libertarian and vegetarian principles." I can see now that I've been wrong all this time. Animals are tasty, no doubt. They cannot defend themselves against me and or my ilk. So, shall they succumb to the natural way of things? The law of the jungle, if you like. I can do it, and I can get away with it, so why not? It's (laughs) quite exciting to think that soon I'll be tucking into a big juicy steak, a bacon sandwich, and all the other tasty delights that the food chain can offer. I mean... If the tables were turned, those creatures would eat me in a heartbeat, right? They sure (laughs) would. But but wait, why stop there? Well, the ones that eat meat would, at least. Well, you know, that that pig will eat you, given the right circumstances. I love sex, so why not go about raping, too? Brilliant! (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if I can do it and get away with it, why the hell not, then? Wait, raping animals? I, I I think he's talking about raping humans. Oh, okay. Uh, women uh, it's, uh, would be my guess. I'm just, I'm just taking a poke at it, though. I mean, there are people who do it. Um, Is that a pun? <laughs> it's not anything. It was. That was awful. <laughs> I mean, there are people who do it to me in a heartbeat under the same circumstances. So I'd be right to get in there first. It happens in nature, so it can't be all that bad. Hmm. And humans are animals too. Just as tasty, the long pigs, I believe some of the tribes of cannibals once called us. I fancy a bit of that too. maybe I 'll start with children first, then move up to retards or just buy a balaclava and a big gu- a baklava and a big gun um balac- balaclava Baklava's balaclava. food Baklava's food okay, I'm confused because okay. that now balaclava is also a place in like i don't know uh, Romania or something where the charge light brigade okay um, happened anyhow. Um a big gun and pick out who the hell I want. I mean, if it feels good, I can get away with doing it it won't make um it won't make my breath smell, so the decision's mine, yeah, maybe I could really get into this business en mass and become a dictator or just a politician or government representative oppressing the masses is exactly what the little nupties deserve for not making my choices in life. I mean who has the right to complain. Ian can just shut up, because I've got the desire, the rewards, the gangs of thugs to back me up, and there isn't a damn thing he can do about it, or should do about it. Oh, hang on. There's someone at the door. Oh, dear. What is this thing? It's a giant T3 Terminator robot. Come from the future. In one arm is some sort of knife or fork arrangement. His chest is embedded a minigun, and the other arm has some sort of vibrating... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, wait. I've Don't come any closer. I'm human. You can't do this to me. Let's talk. I... Can't we just get along and respect each other? It's wrong. I'll fight you. I'll resist. A T3. Um what what is uh what is one of those things? I've never heard of them. If you're such a superior being then why wouldn't you be behaving like one? Like like such a beast. <laughs> so that's his point. His point is that I guess that
0: uh, he's saying th- an act of violence is an act of violence, whether it's enacted against uh, an animal right. or a hu- another human. Yeah, and
2: but, yeah, but what about broccoli? Just because you can't hear a head of broccoli scream when you cut it, doesn't mean it doesn't scream.
1: That's a great point. I did see um, a uh, Channel Three, uh, you know, PBS uh, special one time where they they would actually show how plants reacted to flies being killed, and then um, apparently they what? had like le- they had little needles that looked very convincing. What do you mean? Uh, apparently. Like the, a fly that's around the plant? Uh, well, they actually had a fly in the other room, and the plant could tell the fly died. Get out of here. I, look, I'm only saying what I saw, and it's been years since I saw it, right. but um, it, it certainly looked like
0: plants had some kind of nervous system
1: reaction. You're saying They have that, no nervous system.
0: So what you're saying is that just because the plant doesn't have uh, beaded little eyes that can look up at you and look all innocent doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't have feelings too, right?
2: That's right. Plants have feelings. <laughs> so, what
0: do you do then? Well, what you do you have do to if- eat
2: right? You just don't overeat and you just w- take what you
0: need, and that's it, and you do it in the most humane way possible. But I don't think that's going to satisfy these people, Wayne. I mean, they want to stop killing animals, and uh, they think that animals have rights and all that sort of thing what do you have What do you say to somebody that claims that animals should have rights? I have to say, well. I don't see it that way, but I'd say you know if you like if you think animals have
2: rights, you should form your own organization. Maybe you want to educate the public. You can start a website. You can you can get information out there. If you ha- if your if your idea has validity, the marketplace is gonna is gonna validate well, you by getting donations and getting other members to your organization, and then you've got something.
1: But if it's bogus, the marketplace is gonna say, I don't think so. That dog don't hunt. Now I'm a little confused. Now the, I, I, I'm a little confused uh, with uh, Metal Giant here. I, I'm I'm soft to his point. Now, let's say for a second, Wayne, um, I'll play the uh, the animal rights guy who says that because animals, you know, maybe animals can't uh, claim rights in the same way I can, but they can certainly claim to want the right to life, if nothing else. Um, they may not have the right to speech, but they do have the right to life. And, and apparently, I mean, if you listen outside my window at uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, the birds have the right to speech, too, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I mean, if a an animal can claim that right to life, and it certainly wants to live, should we be taking it from that animal?
2: You know, I can't
1: answer. It's so that. weird. I mean, not for the not for the marketplace, but for you. I mean, when I say that, what does that uh, what do, how does that leave you?
2: Well, have you ever shot an animal in, in, and eaten it, or gone yes. fishing and, and caught a fish and eaten it? Yes, Okay. Never. How do you feel?
1: How do you feel when you do that? Um, like I've really accomplished something. There you go. Do you feel good about it? I did. Especially, you know, fish. Yes. Yes, I, I do. I personally don't like the
0: idea of killing animals. I don't like the idea of it. and Slaughtering I like,
1: animals is, is rough stuff, but fishing right. isn't quite that experience.
0: Johnson has, uh, has called in and, and pointed out in the past that there is new technology that is going to be able to make it so you can grow meat in a lab mm-hmm. without having to involve um, animals. And so that's great. And I hope that develops, because then that'll just remove all of these people's objections. Hey, we're not killing animals anymore. We're growing the meat in labs. That would be wonderful. But, uh, you know, I like where you're coming from, Wayne. Like, let's let the marketplace decide on this. If indeed it's a good idea to stop eating animals and stop killing animals for food and that sort of thing and, and products, then uh, then the marketplace will uh, will go in that direction. It seems to me that's not the case. It seems to me that the animals can really benefit uh, us as human beings um, from, you know, the, the product aspect. Making you know very pretty things to put money in, like wallets and belts and things like that, uh, to um, to food to eat and very tasty foods that, that most people around the world se- seem to enjoy quite a bit. Um, you know, that's I don't think that's going to go away. I mean, the, the food chain is in existence; it's part of nature. You may not like it, but I mean, would you try to get lions to stop killing zebras? I mean, come on.
2: Right. It's it's our nature.
0: It's
1: it's a long step, I'll tell you, from regular libertarianism to this uh, pro-animal libertarianism that Meso- me- Metal Giant uh, discusses here. But it it s- seems somewhat intuitive to me. It makes some sense to me. I'll tell you, it's a lot easier for me to forego, uh, say, taking unemployment, or uh, forego any of the, the the wonderful little things the government hang the carrots that the government hangs out in front of me. Um, to the idea of respecting the right to life—that perhaps my uh, pork chop, uh, as a matter of fact, there are spare ribs back at the house that I'm going to uh, enjoy when I get home. Mm-hmm. That, that my spare ribs might have wished that they had. I, it. Whenever I read his stuff, he, it, it resonates with me, and I feel bad. But man, I can't. I, it, it seems difficult to me to imagine life without eating. You know, you know, when I hear animal Meat, rights, I always say. think
2: about experimentation on animals. You know, I think about people holding up signs, gerbil rights, you know, in front of, in front of some big corporate uh, right. scientific lab where they, they might not need to do that, you know. And then you have all these animals that come out of these labs and they've got, you know, all these deformities because of experimentation on them. I think that's cruel and I would never advocate that because mm-hmm. I, just, I just think that you don't have to do that. But when it, when it comes to eating, you know, it comes to the food chain. And let's just say you're out in the woods and there's, 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 the deer have just overrun the woods.
1: There's times where it's appropriate to, to take some animals out. I I see what you're saying entirely. And, you know, libertarianism, um, the the philosophy of liberty, generally coincides with sort of human desires, uh, what people want, uh, Mm self-gratification in a lot of ways. This goes completely contrary to what libertarianism is about. It's... Essentially opposite. What
0: I mean, we have pointy
1: teeth and eyes in front of our head for a reason.
0: Should We're animals predators. should animals have rights? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Do they have rights? Animal rights. Deep. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control, toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com, the place to go. All the features for free. We've got the bulletin board system. Over 250,000 posts. That's over a quarter of a million posts for you to surf around through. 1,600 people interacting. Serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. BBS.freetalklive.com.
1: SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charge-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live.
0: So we're talking about the uh, concept of animal rights. I personally don't think that animals have rights, um, because in a state of nature, they certainly don't respect the rights of the other animals that are around there. The lions aren't respecting the rights of the zebras. They, You know, zebras don't have a right to life when there are lions around and that sort of thing. And uh, we've said here that, uh, many times on the show, that an animal wouldn't he- hesitate to tear your guts out if it had the opportunity. But apparently some animals won't hesitate to rape you either, according to uh, WFMY from In Buffalo, New York, a disturbing and violent attack has left a toddler in serious condition at Women and Children's Hospital. Neighbors heard a mother screaming that her child was being raped. Lockport police received a 911 call from a frantic city of Lockport mother Sunday afternoon. She told the police that she left her two-year-old unattended for a short time. And after hearing the baby scream, she ran to see what was wrong. When she got in the room, she told the police the dog had sodomized the toddler. The mother screamed, scaring the dog, and it ran out of the house. One neighbor told the channel that she heard the mother screaming, The dog is raping my baby! Neighbors ran to help, but only one man was able to get the dog and child apart. Uh, The man says, I tried to get the dog away from the baby, and the dog was already inside the baby. When the baby was finally free, he was visibly sick was rushed to the hospital where it underwent reconstructive surgery, the baby did. The dog is being held at the SPCA for evaluation. An annual animal behavioral specialist is scheduled to evaluate it. Uh, They say that uh, the behavioral specialist says, Most likely this is not a learned behavior. Dogs intact, not spayed or neutered, have a higher hormonal drive. She urges parents to never, ever leave their children alone with a dog. Never leave your child alone with a dog? (laughs) So... Well, I mean, a young child like that, two-year-old in this case. So if the dog has rights, as these animal rights activists would like to claim, then doesn't that mean the dog also has a right to a fair trial by jury and, uh, you know, right to habeas corpus and you know, right to privacy and all those other sorts of things? Of course not. It's a damn dog. We love them and everything, but uh, they're just beasts and they follow their instincts. They don't use logic. They uh, they are very instinctual, and if their instinct is to have sex with something, be it your toddler or your leg, they're going to do that. They don't care about uh, social stigma or anything like that. And uh, if their instinct is to tear apart your belly with their claws and nip at you, then they're going to do that and have no qualms about it. They won't care if you're screaming and yelling. So, really, how anyone could argue that animals have rights, well, I don't could,
1: know. One could make the argument that uh, humans to some extent run on instinct i mean prisons full of people that rape and murder and do all the kinds of awful things that uh certainly our tribal ancestors managed to build empires upon um that doesn't mean that we you know should necessarily take every human that uh, comes along and apply those principles to them and and eat them or um incarcerate them all or 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 kill them those kind of things um you know, if a, if a person's logical, then they should have uh, certain rights ascribed to them. But I think that the idea here is is that if an animal can desire the right to live, that it would have the right to life.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm a bit torn on the subject. Not if I'm hungry. It won't. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, because if a chicken all of a sudden decides it wants the right to life and I want a chicken sandwich, my uh, I think I'm going to win out on that one. You know, I'm sorry. That's the way it works. Humans are at the top of the food chain. And, you know, the emailer suggested, well, what if the Terminator comes in and starts exterminating humans and, is you know, just doesn't care about your objections and all of that? Well, I guess we'd have to deal with that bridge when we came to it, right? And if, if you're up against some alien species or alien race that has deemed itself to be better than humans and deemed itself to be better than mankind and likes, uh, you know, human steak burgers, then we're going to have to figure something out. We're going to have to have a little conflict, I guess, and uh, may the best beast win in that particular case i got no answers i
2: it, i'll be back
0: it, it, <laughs> it confuses me so again if you're somebody that thinks that animals have rights would love to hear from you 800-259-9231 let's go to the phones to the fun talk to tim in illinois bring up whatever you want this is free talk live hey tim hey what's going on guys what's on your mind
10: um well i um i work for a large utility company in the state of illinois okay um, and we had this little thing, uh, well, this is kind of me and a process that I do on my own. Okay, there are two ways to get assistance for your bills. There's the government way, which is always where they give you way too much money. And then there is the charity way, which is the one that I always tell people about. Mm-hmm. I never tell anyone about the government program. And uh, a little bit of information on that government program, okay, you're eligible for it after july 1st and after july 1st the next year if you still have any of that money left you can get a refund check for that amount
0: so if you don't use up the entire amount they'll cut you the rest of it in it the government will cut you the rest of it in check form
10: we have to cut them the rest of that we oh, the, we issue that check
0: the utility does i see correct well that's Isn't awful.
10: That, I, It's yeah. It's,
0: but then again, I guess that's the, uh, I mean, are you working for a government-approved monopoly? Um, yeah. Yes. Of course. Well, then that's the price you pay. I mean, that's the price the business pays for getting that monopoly status is it's got to agree to all sorts of uh, absurd regulations that it has to follow.
10: Yeah, that's
0: correct. Same uh, thing with uh, it's the same thing with the cable system here in town. Uh, there's a public access channel here in Keene, New Hampshire, and the reason that exists is because of a franchise agreement that essentially says Time Warner is the only company that gets to offer cable services, uh, to the the town of Keene. And one of the things they have to do in order to get that sweet little monopoly is offer this public access channel, which they wouldn't normally apparently be interested in doing.
10: Right, which you guys use the benefit of though.
0: Sure, it's there. I'm going to utilize it. Some, I think, some people would would have a problem with that. You know, uh, well, you shouldn't take any sort of, you shouldn't utilize anything that's connected to the government. Well, you know, I pay thousands of dollars in taxes, and this channel's going to be there whether I like it or not. I might as right. well um put my programming on it instead of the socialist programming. And uh, you know the fact is I think that the libertarian oriented programming has been sure. really the uh, the bulwark of the channel. I, I don't know if there are very many socialist programs on there. And right. so That's we've got that, too. We, we've got that resource we might as well use it while it's there. I'm on, I'm even on the board of directors for it. You know, why not? That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Thanks. I
10: had one more thing for you guys. Yeah. Okay, I called in yesterday about the uh, cameras in my neighborhood. Oh, yes. Um, Well, I I did a little networking today, and I got an interview with the um, communications person for the city as well as the mayor. So I'm going to interview them and ask them a couple of questions, and I just want to know what you guys thought I should ask. I had a couple of my own, but you guys had any good ones.
1: Hmm. it's always difficult when we're uh, told to ask certain questions uh, on the spot on like the that. On the spot, yeah. Um,
0: we'll hold you over. and We'll think about it here in a moment. Hang on. Bring Tim back. Take your calls about whatever's on your mind. If you've got a question, and maybe a suggestion for Tim that he could ask these bureaucrats about the cameras they're going to be installing, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airways via the toll-free numbers. And that is 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne And Mark. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com, the place to go. Shrine of female listeners. We've got dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That is Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop drop. In fact, Wayne, I think you mentioned before the show that it's now dropped to a very new low, right? Keeps dropping. Precious metals do rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to D2Z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's D2Z.org as we go back to Tim in Illinois. Now, Tim, you'd called in yesterday to uh, tell us that your, the little town you live in in Illinois has apparently applied for and received Homeland Security uh, so-called grant money. Of course, it's taxpayer dollars, uh, but right. they've, they've, they've got federal money coming in in order to buy. Do you even know how many cameras they're, they're proposing to put up around town?
10: No, I actually, I didn't get to read the article. Uh, I've been trying to track it down the past couple of days. But uh, it, I guess it was quite a few because it's, it's on all the major roads, and there are five major roads that go through our town. And so uh, there's going to be multiple cameras on each road, I guess.
0: Right. Um. You, you said to, to us on the last segment that you've got some sort of an audience with, was it the mayor and one of the bureaucrats in town?
10: Correct, the communications administrator in town. Mm-hmm. And so I have an interview with the two of them uh, together on Friday afternoon.
0: And you were wondering what some questions were that you could possibly ask. And, uh, you know, you want to start slow. Um, You certainly don't want to ambush them with anything hardcore up front because, I mean, they can end the interview at any time, right? Right. So um, you want to be friendly, I guess. And as far as, you know, the tough questions, man, we were racking our brains during the break. It's tough to think them up. But maybe, um, you know, maybe ask the mayor how he'd feel about having a camera in his house. Right. You know, but and...
10: But then there's, you know, there's always the whole, well, it's not in your house, it's outside of your house. What about... You can be able to see inside, but it's not inside.
1: Ask him, um, you know, I, of course, he got the money, they got the money for the cameras, and that's all well and good and everything. Ask him how many extra cops um, we're going to have to hire in order to man these, uh, or will man these uh, cameras 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, that's a good one. I mean, at the very least, you're going to have to have four police officers hired extra, and that is not Homeland Security, that's um, the
0: people of your town are going to have to pay for right. that. Right, and you had also said yesterday that the people of the town didn't have any sort of approval process here. They just went ahead and did it. Um, so that may be a, a point that you might want to ask about is, well, why didn't you talk to any of us first, or why wasn't this put up as a referendum or something like that? Not that I support right. the idea of majority rule, but they certainly like that concept, so you could can, can try yeah. to corner them on that. Um, that might be somewhere you could go. But again, you know, they're, they're bureaucrats. They're going to hedge. They're going to hem. They're going to haw. They're going to try to not answer your questions, So it'll be interesting to see what sort of responses right. you get.
1: Right, and they, do, they don't think that you have any right to ask them any questions. They think that the reason you're doing this interview is to make them look good so they can get elected the next time around. You have, as far as they're concerned, you have no business asking them any questions about the decisions they
0: make.
10: I completely plan on making them look both
0: like jackasses. I good luck to you. I, I sincerely hope so. Yeah, let us know how it goes. And uh, maybe what you should do is open it up to a little bit more uh, to to a wider audience because a lot of people, you know, they listen to the podcast and that sort of thing. Maybe you should go to the BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com and post the situation there and ask our uh, BBSers for questions. I'm sure they'll come up with some good ones. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Thanks Tim. Guys. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the Amp Line. Talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Matt.
11: Hey, guys. Uh, quick question for you. How, uh, where, what town does Tim live in?
0: I don't know. He's gone. Sorry about okay. that.
11: I think it was down by Kankakee. I, I think I remember I, that.
0: I thought he identified
1: it as a small town, was how I thought he identified That's all I remember. Well,
11: I live in a small town, too, but it's close to Chicago, so it's all kinds of, you know, the population of my town is only 23,000. But it's next to a town that has over a hundred thousand in it. So, anyway, you were talking about animal rights earlier, um, and I just got done. Uh, there was a a wasp nest under my porch, and uh, one of the wasps stung my daughter. So I just got done killing them
0: all. Oh, now uh, well, yeah, uh, insect rights. Do I mean if animals have rights, aren't insects? I mean, shouldn't they have rights too? Uh, well, they, they certainly don't have a right to sting my daughter's finger. And um, Well, maybe you should have taken that wasp into a court trial and brought in some evidence to the, the jury before you exterminated it. Didn't you think that you could have hit the wrong wasp with that wasp spray?
11: Well, I hit them all. I just killed them all. I indiscriminate. Just, it, 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 indiscriminate it was, killing. It was Waked very them out. indiscriminate, and I used chemical weapons. So <laughs> I used one of those cans of spray that shot like 20 feet and I just totally obliterated. And then one of those peckers, I'm sorry, can I say that? One of those guys had the gall to land on me and try to sting me.
0: Yeah, I bet he did.
11: Yeah, but I got him off. He didn't get me stung.
0: So <laughs> war at that point. That's a great yeah. example. Uh, Matt, did you have any other thoughts? No. no. Thanks for I the just call, wanted to man. tell that story. Really appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine. Ninety-two thirty-one. I think I think all of the animal rights activists they have a there's a line they draw at a certain point, right? I mean, some of them they like the idea of protecting the cute little animals, right? Dogs and cats and rats and that sort of thing. Charismatic megafauna, as right. the terminology is. Um and tigers and moose and things like right. that out in the wild. But what about the ones that
1: don't have the cuteness?
0: What about the insects?
1: Right. You know, you're all worried about saving whales, but what about the plankton? It's a great point. 800-259-9231. Every whale you kill
0: today, millions
1: and millions of plankton get to live till tomorrow.
0: I mean, guys, we're on in California this hour, and no one has called in to defend these so-called animal rights. I don't know That's what's shocker, that, huh? what what's? You're, you're assuming everyone in California is some kind of weed-smoking hippie? Was. I didn't say everyone was, no. and weed smokers are not necessarily uh, believers in animal rights. Yeah. I've smoked plenty of weed.
2: <laughs> Out in California, they're too busy working to pay
0: their mortgages. Let's go to Richie in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Richie. Hey, guys. What's on your mind?
3: Um, I just wanted to bring up, um, I live in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Ron Paul's going to be here Saturday.
0: Oh, wow, good.
3: This Saturday. And um, I I got to thinking, a lot of people, we've only had, uh, for the luncheon we're going to have, we only have 225 confirmed right now.
8: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: A lot of people may not know that you have to leave your RSVP for this luncheon. Okay. And they need to call Alice.
0: But well, I don't know. We don't really have. Uh, we don't have. We don't have any South, uh, South Carolina affiliates. So there's really no point in giving a phone number out because we got people all over the country that it's just not going to well, be worth I, it to them. I
3: know we, you got some South Carolina listeners though. Listens to the podcast. We certainly yeah, do have some. Yeah.
0: What you should do is maybe post it over on our bulletin board system. That way people can. Because when you give a number out over the radio, it's just people you know, don't have pens in their hands. Right. They don't uh, memorize it. Yeah, okay. it. It just but, doesn't work. But either way, the event's going to be a success. I mean, you've got oh, 200 yeah. something I, people I'm there excited. already. <laughs>
3: And uh, we're going to uh, leave uh, Spartanburg, and it's going to Greenville, South Carolina, and it's going to be
8: pretty big, I'm sure.
1: Awesome. And everybody knows what a party town Greenville is. <laughs> you know, I put Ron Paul
2: bumper stickers on both of my cars, and I'm finding I'm getting a lot of positive uh, interactions with people because of it. That's good to know. Yeah, people are approaching me and saying, hey, I like that bumper sticker, and I carry extra ones with me to give them out to people when they when they approach me. And even people who you consider liberals are saying, yeah, I like what this guy has to say, and I'm studying his positions more, and I'm going on the website and reading his speeches, and the more I hear about him, the more uh, he intrigues me.
0: Right. Well, it doesn't take long for people to figure out that he's actually consistent
2: Yes. on the issues, Even unlike if you, even everyone if you else.
0: disagree with him on certain things, you know you can trust him. Richie, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you, and good luck there in South Carolina. Let's continue with the phone calls and talk to Jack, listening on KSCO in California. Hey, Jack, you're on Free Talk Live
12: hey guys uh, i'm a liberal
0: you know? congratulations yeah. all right
12: i am like pretty extreme liberal you know now, what you does too. that
0: mean what is an extreme liberal
12: well <laughs> I probably hold uh opinions that many people would probably consider uh reactionary conservative opinions that 's how liberal
0: i am yeah, what do you mean Give me an example
12: well uh, our present situation in iraq in iraq to me to my way of thinking yeah, and i i like to think that i have uh the uh the best interests of humanity at heart. I I feel that the uh, the situation as it is right now is just optimal.
0: You are a war supporting liberal.
12: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't I don't support a war in general. You know, I mean, I'm talking about what what things are now. I I would I like, like for just, you to explain that a everything. little
0: bit more, if you can. Hang on, we'll bring you back, give you a chance to explain that. He likes what's going on now in Iraq, and he's liberal, and he's a liberal. Mm. This is Free Talk Live. We'll explore. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800 259 9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. That's 1 800 259 9231. And it is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The place to go, all the features there are totally free. But we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Great way to get the shopping done, get the products that you need for life and help Free Talk Live out at the same time. Because anything you buy through Amazon, whether it be a new or one of their used items, uh, it's all, a, a percentage of all of those sales goes to Free Talk Live. If you enter through that link, Amazon.freetalklive.com. dot com. As we go back to the phones and back to Jack listening on KSCO out in California, Jack, you're back on Free Talk Live now. You described yourself as a uh, a liberal, but then proceeded to tell us that you are a liberal who's in favor of uh, what's going on in Iraq. Is that correct? And if so, why are you? Well, yeah, that, that is position?
12: correct. Yeah, I had exactly the opposite opinion on it until you know just a few weeks ago, and I happened to see this uh, documentary called True Awakening. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Crude uh, awakening, crude awakening. It was about the reality of the oil situation in the world today,
4: okay,
1: okay.
12: and uh, it seemed it seemed pretty darn aesthetic, and I started to think about everything, and I thought, man, you know, if I could just have things the way I wanted them right now, disregarding all politics, you know what I mean, because I can't take into consideration the disinformation et cetera coming out of out of Washington, okay but just the physical aspect of what's going on. If I could arrange it to be to my personal maximum benefit and that of the Western democracies, it would be what it is now. I would How not so? want a stable democracy in Iraq.
1: I would you, want, want be... you want that, a stable democracy in Iraq? No. Okay. I
12: you... would not want a strong, stable democracy in Iraq. I would want it to be just like it is now. The only difference I might make is I might, uh, I might pull our troops back from doing any kind of neighborhood patrol things put them into green zones, you know, like highly protected by uh, over, overhead, you know. Now, um, so it sounds to me
1: like you're, what you're willing to do is use violence to destabilize Iraq in order to have benefits here in the United States financially. Is that what you're saying?
12: Well, I think you're, you're making a bunch of moral judgments there, and I'm just going, oh, yeah, by the
1: way. Like, yes, I think using military men to kill people for your whims is a moral is a fair moral judgment, sir. Well, you know what I mean? It's, this, is, this is what I'm
12: saying. I'm yes, to take, we know
0: exactly what you mean. Right. You, you, know, support you sound violence. like a petty dictator.
12: No, I, what, I'm, what I think is, is what's the best for humanity overall. Uh, but you uh, don't know what the
1: best thing is for humanity. You're I some know. jerk nobody, in California. Nobody
12: really, nobody really does, but everybody has to make up their own decisions. because if you No, they th- don't.
1: You do not okay, have to well, make up your decision as to whether or not you kill people in foreign countries for your benefit.
12: Uh, well, no, wait a minute I mean, what, troops, if I just, what if I just what if I felt the... like there
1: was a perceived benefit for shooting you? Should I be let, able to let, do such a thing? Let me ask you this. do you think
12: that I, nice dodge do you think that if we pulled our troops out right now that that would be a good thing to happen? Yes,
1: absolutely. I want but, every American troop on um, on anything smoking back to the United States
12: Yeah, well, I think that if that happened, if everybody if the United States and the Western democracies in general just abnegated their. Position of responsibility as No responsibility.
0: Are, wait, as, what wait, wait, how did this position of responsibility are, get what created? Be,
12: what you would be facing in in a few years would be like twenty five to thirty dollar a gallon for your gasoline.
1: Look, it, look, if. Yeah. if and, and, yeah. Hold on. And no, you know no, no. Yeah, 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 it nothing. Hey, look, if that's what about. oil costs, it if that's what those people want to sell their oil, oil at, that's we, fine. That Are you end. just going to continue talking?
0: Yes, I'll let you is. go.
12: Um, I, you don't no. realize how anomalous this position of civilization is in human history. Uh,
0: hold on. And
1: it's all due to oh. the use of
12: oil. See, Marquis's
0: much smarter right. than you.
1: I understand the issues of oil that you're talking about. You don't look, realize man, how, Look, shut up! Now, listen. If. You have something of value that you wish to sell, you get to put the price on it. If I feel I want to buy that thing, no matter what price you put on it, that is my right, um, you know, I'm able to do business with you. If you want to put hey, the price of- too high, I can choose not to buy it. That's how the free market works. I don't get to pull out a gun, bam, shoot you in the head and take it because I want it. You sick, violent freak. Yeah, no, that, I'm not that's right. Yes, you are. That's you're right. using the military to take over the Middle East. You said if you could, you no, would. you're wrong
12: about that. If, what? If, do, you, do you understand that to perpetuate the situation as it has been historically for mankind is only a losing game?
2: This is, what the hell about? does that mean? What, what, what is that gobbledygook? <laughs> you're talking about it's rape and robbery It's only a losing here. game.
12: It's, it's, it's uh, a situation where we have too many self-destructive tendencies.
1: Who's we? What are you talking about perpetuating which situation? I'm talking about the world,
12: my friend. I'm talking about historical See, he knows I am everyone. Not, you are. I absolutely
0: not your friend, fall, you murdering sick freak. Again, a See, Mark, you get now. calm down, Mark. You have to understand. Jack knows everyone in the whole world. Right. He's had the this opportunity. This guy who
1: wrote this book, this right. movie, he's he's really smart and He says it's okay to kill brown Arab people for oil. No, nobody
12: said that. Yes, you did. No, this listen. Yeah, I did. Do you, under, you, don't have, you don't have a perspective, my friend.
1: See, do you do not have a. perspective. you're not educated. I need a perspective to kill people. That's right. Let me give you a perspective ha- here. It
2: cannot go on the way it is. Okay, but let me give you a perspective. How much right now are you paying for gasoline per gallon? Uh, 340 Okay, 340 How much, if you add on the trillion dollars a year that we're spending to protect oil in the Middle East, how much are you really paying in your tax dollars for that oil? Uh,.
1: Not that much more. A lot more. A lot know, more. Hold on. A trillion. A trillion dollars a, a, a year, uh, p- p- assumably, comes out of 300 million people. That's assuming that every man, woman, child um, uh, pays taxes. You're still talking about, uh, you know, three three dollars per person. I guess. Um, is that three dollars per person? Three hundred. Three hundred dollars per person. It is a
12: trade-off situation. You're right. In the past, you know, the and United States let's not forget it's like killing we did people. not own the oil in the ground. You know what I mean? Even though the United States produced more oil than any other country up until the 70s, we didn't own the oil. I mean, the people didn't.
1: It was oil companies who who owned it. Well, they but just, We they all, all benefited from lower price, right? And you're saying that's, that's a completely erroneous statement. The oil was owned by the people that had the mineral rights to that land, and they either bought or sold those mineral didn't rights. Own it, okay. What? The public did not own it. But why the hell should it. the public own it? Does you the public own the land?
12: You benefited from it nonetheless because of the low price of oil. What? Just as you are presently benefiting from the low price of oil, even though we get most of our oil from Canada and Mexico, it's all like one big pot. So if, if the oil disappeared out of Saudi Arabia, the price for you would go up. You do understand that, I do. Right? I Absolutely. Okay, I well get you supply, do supply and demand. demand. But, but you see, you've you got to understand exactly the difference
0: bent. here, and uh, Jack, we're short on time, but the difference here is action. that the difference between you and I, Jack, is that you like the idea of using government force to ensure that you have a nice low price at the gas, prop, uh, the gas pump, which, of course... Not me, is personally. It, is I,
12: I use my bike most of the time. Oh, well, I, do do? I put about $20 worth of gas...
0: But you're telling me – that's fine. That's great. But you're telling me that it's it's fine with you, all of the violence that's going on over in the Middle East, because it's good for the rest of the world. And I'm telling you, sir, that I am not interested in being a part of that. I'm not interested in being privy to it. And so here's my question for you, Jack. My question is – since I have decided that I'm no longer going to be a part of this, I'm not going to fund it, I'm not going to pay taxes to the federal government in order to fund their violence around the world, my question for you is, what should happen to me?
12: Well, you really don't have that choice, do you?
0: No, no, I do if have a choice. I don't pay there. taxes. Pardon? I don't pay those taxes. So I have taken that choice. I'm I've, I own my own business, so I don't have to do those silly things. So what should happen to me, sir? You don't pay taxes? I pay, I pay local taxes here in Keene, New Hampshire. I pay those taxes, but I do not pay federal government taxes. What should happen to me, sir?
6: Well, if that's
12: legal for you not to pay taxes, more power to you. Oh, I
0: don't know if it's legal or not. I go I could care less if it's legal or not.
12: I don't well, pay somebody them. Somebody will if somebody does somebody cares enough, obviously then you're going to care too.
0: You didn't answer my question. What should Are happen you? to me, sir? What should yeah, what should I don't happen to me? I'm not familiar with those particular In your perfect laws. little world, I don't care if you're not familiar with the laws. In your perfect world, where you think it's okay to go and initiate force around the world for whatever reason you think it's okay for, what should happen to someone that isn't interested in funding that violence? Do you
12: want a future for humanity? Can you, that you answer my question or not?
1: Continually, just more of the
0: same. You're pathetic,
12: Look, Jack.
1: Jack, you're not talking about a future for you for humanity. You're talking about the future designed more by same, politicians. Right? You're assuming that that the people that are going to institute whatever policy it is that you think is right are going to have humanity's interests at heart and they absolutely
0: don't they have the military industrial complex uh, no
12: they absolutely have the why don't you admit it jack
0: you want to lock me up in a jail cell and throw away the key come on why don't you just admit it why can't you answer the question instead of being so cowardly you're pathetic dude i'll give you one last chance what should happen to me jack or
12: not you don't understand i don't care about that
1: Who's going to fund this military that's going to do all these great things in the Middle East while killing Middle Easterners?
0: Yeah, what if more people
1: start being like me,
0: Jack, and saying screw off to the feds and stop paying taxes? Well, you know, actually, my opinion on that is,
12: if we're going to be a republic, we ought to do it right. And we ought to be more similar where, like, senators would, you know, take off a certain amount of divisions of an army themselves. All right.
0: Thanks for your vision. We don't have any more time for you. See, here's the problem. People like Jack... There there, are way too many people that think the way that Jack does. They've got the solution. All oh, the senators should have their own armies and they should organize it this way. And all these people want to get in charge of you and want to get you to fund their grand schemes for doing whatever right. the hell they the want to do. The one thing that every one of these people um, that has a
1: political plan have in common is that they need you coercively to be um, on their side. And they're willing to use guns, um, police, military people, whatever it takes nuclear weapons. It's a sickness. Whatever it takes to get you to do what they want you to do. We'll be back tomorrow. See it.
0: DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.Freetalklive.com.